This is the anthem. Here's what you came for. This is the moment magic was made for. Hello there. Welcome back to Fanfatals. Take a ride with us on the Hogwarts Express. Walk down Main Street with our best super pals. And defy gravity as we talk about all things fandom. Welcome back to Fan Fatales, a member of the Real Fans Podcast Network. I'm Emma. And I'm Gabby. And speaking of the RF for RM fam, we have a super awesome group of guests here today, the wonderful hosts of Disorder. We have Hunter Fagan. Uh, we also have uh, Michael Lyons and Andy DiGenova. So, hey guys. Hey. Hello. Hey. It's nice to be here. Yeah, good yeah, to be with so, you. We're so yeah, glad we're you guys excited. could be here. <laughs> it's um, it's it's been a lot of planning i'm ex i'm excited it's like yes, working out yeah. totally we started discussing this episode somewhere back in 2019 so it's yeah nice that it finally, yeah yeah finally it's, happened yeah. it's definitely yeah. been a minute I feel like Super. a lot of things started late 2019 that are just coming to fruition to be <laughs> right? honest. I, yeah. I don't know if that's actually true, but it just no, feels yeah. like that. Wasn't yeah. it like Christmas though? Wasn't it's it? Yeah. A minute. Yeah. It, it was like it's definitely Christmas, Christmas time. Yeah. I think it was before I had a child and now I have a child. So there's like a, there, a, a whole new human being has entered the world in the time yeah. it took us to get this episode together. So enough time, like a good yeah. amount of time. Yeah. 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 So before we like get into the content of this episode, um, we have a few questions for you guys just about like things we've overheard and like listened to on the Disorder podcast because there are oh, some no. things I need some clearing up on. Ooh. There's like, <laughs> so number one, I don't know what episode it was first introduced on. It was maybe, it was somewhere in the Renaissance, but you guys kept talking about pizza fries. And yeah. I need to know what these are. Oh, <laughs> I'll, I'll let Hunter talk about those because they are sure. in the, the HHN world, which uh, yeah. Hunter yeah. talks about very easily. So, so Emma, I know you're in the Orlando area. Yeah. So, of course, uh, as you know, Halloween for us runs kind of all year, but predominantly from about July until the second week of November. Then we do yeah. Thanksgiving for a week and then it becomes Christmas again. Yeah. Um, but yes, so pizza fries is a Halloween Horror Nights food. I, I know they're not the inventors or whatever before somebody comments or whatever, but it's uh, it's just, it was introduced during Halloween Horror Nights 28. And uh, it is literally just a bed of, uh, what's the type of fries, Andy? It's on the tip of my tongue. What what what, like, what are uh, they called? Oh my God. The crinkly crinkle fries, cut. crinkle cut, cut fries. Oh, so okay. it's just crinkly cut fries tomato sauce, marinara sauce, whatever. Um, and then like theme park shredded cheese on top of that, pepperoni, whatever. And sausage. Um, yeah, 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 it's, yeah. it's a meat palooza. Um, Imagine a sausage pepperoni pizza, but instead of crust, it's, it's fries. fries. It's pizza fries. Okay, I figured it was something along those yeah. lines, but like, I was like, I, I just need to know. <laughs> we, you know, as Americans, we've been pizza-fying everything for several years now. But yeah, pizza fries, true. yeah, people are all about it. 
I mean, there's a taco pizza, like, and I don't do anything. So, okay. Thank you. I feel so much better already. (laughs) Well, this has been a very productive episode. So y'all have a great time. I feel like we've done our job. (laughs) I think we can head out. Unsolved mystery. (laughs) Um, Okay. Another thing. um, I know in the Lion King episode, Andy, you had mentioned lifting up your first child like Simba in the circle of life. And I need to know if you did that. Oh, I do it almost every week. Uh, Yeah. I mean, at least once a week. I, I, I pretty much sing it though. I don't like actually like play the music, but I uh-huh. sing it. I lift her up. I haven't taken a photo, um, but it's a pretty regular thing, especially when like trying to put her to bed. Uh, yeah. As I'm walking around with her, I get bored and I just, I, <laughs> I pick her up and, and just present her to all the imaginary animals and she, she goes with it. So that's good. That's good. Good. Yeah. Potential holiday costume or a Halloween costume idea. We haven't confirmed it, but kicking around some ideas there you go so the question be, is would you be mufasa or rafiki oh man yeah. that's a good question that's a valid question it is right it is. i mean i, I feel like i i would be rafiki so i could hold her up and i would make my wife mufasa and it would, it would make it a little <laughs> weird like Just the parents little. of simba would be mufasa and rafiki but i'm okay with that yeah <laughs> we're we're in a new era love is love Andy, I believe you said last time we were hanging out, you've got like two years where you can just do whatever the heck you want. And then she's going to start, you know, picking what she would like to dress up as. So yes, yes. You, you these really next gotta... couple Halloweens are key yes. because she doesn't get a say in it. And exactly. we have the ultimate prop and that is a baby. Yes. <laughs> Very many options. Oh yes, yeah, So many. Okay. Let's see. What else did I have? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. Sorry. This is like my one last thing and then Emma has one thing and then we can get into it um so there are a lot of episodes of disorder where y'all don't really like the movies especially recently where I'm at I'm at like beginning of Y2K um so you know Emperor's New Groove and Home on the Range and Uh, I I have very strong memories that Michael and I love Emperor's New Groove yes okay but not Home on the Range not Home on the Range (laughs) um so yeah and also, I have some beef about the Aristocats. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I understand. We should go back. We should reevaluate it. I'd like I to talk agree. about pizza fries if we could. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, I just I thought you guys should know. I was screaming in my car that I think these movies are really cute, and you guys are all like bashing on them, and I'm like, but I thought it was cute. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's- you know what you should do? You should do your individual rankings of every movie and then send it to us with your letter grades because I would love to compare. We have gotten okay. a couple emails like that, but okay, I, deal. I actually love reading them, to be perfectly honest. Andy, I, I kind of dug that email. The, 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 the fact that they took that amount of time to let us know. To, to rebut about like a dozen of our reviews. Every single one. I yeah. mean, look, meet the Robinsons at a D minus. I'm sure it would be on site if we that's, ever met. That's but... madness. Yeah. That's madness. Yeah. Here's the thing. I We get that. We understand it. We respect it. That I mean, but all we can do, you guys know this, you're podcasters. All you can do is be honest with your opinions. Yeah. Not everybody's going to agree and that's okay. And Yeah. Some of our disorder episodes have been controversial for that reason, but we've said <laughs> yeah. it many times is, is like every Disney movie is somebody's favorite. You yeah. know, yeah. someone yeah. willing to go to bat for almost anything as, as random as it might be. And that's cool. We're not telling you, you can't love it, but we're also not going to pretend to like something more than we do. No, yeah. for sure. 
I know NBA. Gabby and I early days we did a Marvel movies ranking and we oh, got yes. some controversial opinions on there. Yeah. 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 In between people us. Get, <laughs> people get real upset, but it's about the movie. It's not about you. Exactly. Yes. And then okay. Andy, I also grew up on like Batman and DC and all that before Marvel became this big thing it is today with the MCU. And I was wondering, because I go to school up in Tallahassee, if you've been to or heard of the Tallahassee Automobile Museum, because they have a whole collection of Batman props and set pieces and I actual Batmobiles. Um, that's The Batman Forever and the Batman Returns Batmobiles. Well, I think I need a little road trip to Tallahassee. I did not know about that, but... I haven't been yet either. I just found out about it. They always had this um, Batmobile just like out in front and I want to go so bad. But All yeah. right. Well, there we go. I'm in. There we go. Road trip. Road trip. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for answering those questions. I feel so much better now. <laughs> Shoo. Shoo. I know. I know. Cool. Okay. So now we're actually going to get into like the actual content of this episode, which was a concept Emma and I have had from the very beginning of our podcast, which is we were going to talk about our top five favorites when it comes to Disney animated studios movies, which is why we asked you guys here because you guys are the experts. You've seen them all. Um, uh, We're also going to talk about some of the ones that we think are the most underrated. So like movies that we love that don't get the hype they deserve. Mm-hmm. like the aristocats um, yes like the aristocats all right there good. you go you can hardly wait <laughs> um and as well as movies that we think get like way too much hype so like ones that are overrated and we're like eh, it's just okay so sounds I'm good excited. Yeah. yeah yeah that's a good lineup it it's, won't be controversial a, at all no it's not at all we're gonna all agree we're gonna all have the same the same choices and we'll totally. all just hold hands <laughs> right yep. so and sing so, I guess my question is, so if somebody picks one of the movies that's also on their list, should we just do like a round table when it comes up or are we doing them all individually? I think let's do a round table, like it, like conversation. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like, um, I remember I was listening to the, what was it? The 2021 best movies and worst movies from the Real Fans um, podcast. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Kind of like that, probably. Okay. Yeah troublemaker rules got it (laughs) okay we'll see how this goes (laughs) yeah so i think we're gonna start with our favorites because that one i think is an easy like going into it um so i'm gonna start with my number five okay um so my number five favorite is the hunchback of notre dame Oh, I bet this is on everybody's hey, list. Or it's a place, that's a great place to start. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. Um, it would have been my number six. I, oh, yeah. Emma. Not Emma. even number six. It was oh. number seven. I have seven. a lot of, um, spoiler alert, I do have a lot of Disney Renaissance on my list already. Sure. I have three of them of the five. That's but totally send an angry fair. email right now. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Typing right now. Yep. Oh. <laughs> you dum-dums. Okay. <laughs> I, can, um, I can already tell you. It's it's on Michael's list. It's on Andy's list. It's on my list. I guess, yeah. Yeah. It's not I mean, in my it's... top five, but what? I'm just like Emma. Oh, oh, in, oh, oh, in my oh top never mind. What? I'm going to write yeah. you an nasty email. Okay, well, 
Mickey's mailbox is going to have like <laughs> it's just going to be emails of us to each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, we just yeah, put so an X over Michael. I yeah, know. <laughs> on the yeah. Uh, we'll say, yes, it's. I mean, it's my number one. So I'll just. Uh, I'm right. I'm riding with you on this. Hunchback of Notre Dame. It's my favorite Disney animated feature. It's one of my favorite films. So I'm with you. Excellent choice. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Hunchback is great for many, many, many reasons. I, I think it's one of, uh, surely one of the most unique Disney movies out there, at least in my opinion. Um, It is, especially for like the Renaissance, I feel like it stands out on its own and it also like fits in with the group as well. It's, it's, it's perfection to me. No, I mean, this was also number five on my list for a lot of the same reasons. But for me, when I think about The Hunchback, um, there there are so many great things to love about it, right? It's mm-hmm. the animation and the story and the actual themes, which get into some dark subject matter, especially for, yeah. for Disney animation. But uh, for me, Hunchback comes down to one thing, and that is the music, man. I, yes! I never... Yeah, it's it. I'm always going to go back out there. And I, I know that Out There has become a popular like remix track on TikTok mm-hmm. for a lot of people lately. Oh, yeah. Um, so, so it's really climbing up there and people are like, Out There is so underrated. I'm like, it's part of the castle show, or at least it was. So not really, but I'm glad <laughs> you like it. So yeah, the music is a big part of that. Um, Andy, Michael, you guys already know, I've got one little hang up on this soundtrack but we're not here to talk about that because it's still you mean you mean the bop pretty great bops a guy like you <laughs> guy like you. hey okay that croissant line though is it's it's <laughs> it's, it, it's so worth it, it i mean it's no my paw but it's it is what it is <laughs> i know gabby had a problem with oh what was it the beginning of out there on the soundtrack has the flow yes. part and she yes like that i know I don't like that on the soundtrack, like Frollo's bit at the beginning is like oh. mashed in oh, with Quasimodo's yeah. part. Yeah. I kind of want to be like two I... separate tracks, like an intro and then. Yeah. Like, that's what we were saying. It should be you two can, separate tracks. You can edit it that way and, and yeah. do your own. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I walk I, into Andy's house. He just looks at me. He goes, "You are deformed," and I like I, repeat I do, it back to him. I do. And, uh, <laughs> Remember, Hunter, this is your sanctuary. <laughs> when I eventually get kicked out, it's where I'll have to go, and I'll live in his attic. We do our ABCs, abomination, blasphemy, vision, all the important things. No, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I've said it a hundred times on Disorder. I just think it's, I think it's a masterpiece. I think that. It is. Uh, Disney animation has never looked better than in The Hunchback. I'm not saying there aren't others that are equal, but I'm just saying like the animation is so gorgeous. You could tell that this was a time where they were just flying high and were willing to take the creative risks that they took with Hunchback. And I think that the end result is just a masterpiece. I think it works on, on all accounts. The music is beautiful. The animation is beautiful. The characters are wonderful. The themes they explore are so bold and impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's yeah. That, it's my number one for many many reasons, but uh, it's all of that. I love it. Agreed. It yeah, pinnacle. It's it's great. Yes. Okay. Have we have we loved up on Hunchback enough? Do you guys. I mean, it, for the sake of time, I'm trying to keep it succinct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a lot of movies to cover, <laughs> and I'm sure cool. it will end up on like an underrated list or something. It, yeah. I mean, I hope that you and Michael are updating that underrated list right now as we speak. I mean, forward, <laughs> it is on my underrated list. Okay, great. See that as Same. long as it's covered. Check. Yeah, We're it's good. covered. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Emma, do you want to do your number five? Sure. 
So my number one, or my number five is the most recent Disney animated film being Encanto. I just, immediately after seeing it, the day it came out on Disney Plus, I fell in love with the movie. I love all the characters in it. Um, like Luisa, who is like overworked, Isabella, who is pressured to be perfect. I feel like, I know Gabby and I talked about it. We said that yeah. like, there's a character for everyone in it if that makes any sense. And I just love the music, Lin-Manuel Miranda, genius in the Heights, Moana, Hamilton. Yeah. Oh no. I just are really we, like I don't, well, I don't know. Are we ready to like show our cards on this one, guys? When is this going up? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We record in Kanto tomorrow, spoiler oh. alert. So. Yeah, we're, we're yeah. less than 24 hours away from doing I, this. So. I, I don't know if we can talk about it. I'll tell just... you, it's it's not on any of my lists. And I think it's just the newness. Like some yeah, people have recency time. bias of like, it's the new one, it's the best. I have the exact opposite. Like it's the new one. I don't know where it lands yet. I need to live mm-hmm. with it for a while. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I understand that. I I get what you mean, Em. Like for me, um, I don't know. It just really hit. Like it really struck a chord with me. Yeah. As a Latin American person, um, it it felt very similar to dynamics in my own family. So it, it's it's like number six for me. It's okay. It's, yeah. Do you, Do you have a nasty abuela who needs to learn some lessons? I mean, she's not nasty, but she can be hard on us sometimes. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I guess I guess we'll keep I that mean, one really short, so we don't like yeah. <laughs> spoil next next week's episode or whenever you guys record or re- yeah. release it. Yeah. Um, and Michael, okay. what was your number five? Yeah, M- my number five is the Jungle Book from 1967. Okay. Um, okay one of the movies that I grew up with, I think uh, this movie is the greatest example of Disney's character animation. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. Lou, Bagheera, King Louie, there's some brilliant work in here. You can, uh, you can see why um, the Disney animators, the nine old men, uh, mm-hmm. are considered legends because um, there's there's a story there in the Jungle Book. It's it's very episodic, but the characters in that movie are so strong um, that they bring you into that story and they bring you through that story. Uh, in addition to that, from a personal perspective, grew up with the record album. I saw the movie multiple times in the movie theater, um, and I just have a lot of really fond memories of it. So for me, number five was the Jungle Book. Solid choice. So yeah. then, okay. Being that it is one of your top five, I have to ask your thoughts on the live action one that just came out. What was it like three, four years ago? Yeah, I think it was a little bit. Was it 2016? I think it was a little yeah, oh, it might have been like right. five or six years ago. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. a little bit longer. Well, okay. Like 2021 and 2022. Right? Yeah, time, I know. Like, time, time doesn't make what, any sense. What is anymore. time anymore, right? Yeah. 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 Um, um, it was 2016. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So like five years ago, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> um, I, you know, I liked it. Um, I think that movie did a good job of balancing the photorealism of the animals and still making them seem like personalities and characters. Mm-hmm. And I think they utilized the voices really well. Um, was it a perfect film? 
No, it wasn't. Was it entertaining enough? Yeah, it was. I don't think I've revisited it since watching it probably in 2016. Um, But um, I think compared to uh, a lot of the other remakes that we've discussed quite a bit on Disorder, um, I I thought it was fine. Yeah, I think that's fair. I I feel like my only issue with the Jungle Book remake now is that it gave uh, Favreau the go-ahead to just go ahead and do the most creatively bankrupt movie in recent memory, which was the Lion King remake. <laughs> like they were just like, all right, and then, and we're going to give him that one. Um, yeah. At least the Jungle Book had a personality, you know, but uh, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm sure, I feel like this is one of the ones when we do one of the, the Disney live actions, like it'll probably get tossed into the poll with two others. What, what do you guys think? That's fair enough. I mean, yeah. we are going to eventually have to start hitting them and you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. let the listeners yeah. decide yeah. <laughs> you're only going to get one of these so make yep. it count <laughs> <laughs> no i agree i mean i personally don't like the live action movies when they're like super super realistic like lion king hated it i couldn't stand it because it was like too realistic yeah but their mouths moved like people mouths <laughs> like yeah. it just yeah. doesn't yeah. work no totally and that was also your thing with Jungle Book, too. Yeah. Also, why is King Louie huge? Yeah, that, that was no kind of odd. Yeah. <laughs> for, yeah. for reasons. <laughs> yeah. I was, eh, weird. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, Hunter, what is your n- top number five? Oh, no. Yours was Hunchback, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, Andy's so- number one was Hunchback. So what was your number yes. five? Uh, my number five is Hercules. Uh, that one's on just... my list. Oh, good. All right. We're it's my number again. three. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Hercules is just, it's just a straight up good time. It is oh, a yeah. feel good movie. It's a comfort movie for me. I can turn it on any day of the week and just be happy for 90 minutes. I think it's yeah. just a hoot and it's hilarious. The characters are great. The music is amazing. My only complaint about the music is I want about 10 more songs, eight from the muses. Um, yes. And it has the best Disney villain of all time and my favorite Disney character of all time, Hades, who is just a tour de force. So yeah. Hercules is just a movie I've, I never get sick of and I can put it on and, and it just makes me feel good. I agree. And then um, I also put it on my list because, I mean, Gabby knows this. I was a huge Greek mythology girl growing up. I grew up with the Percy Jackson book series. So like, I've always loved Greek mythology. So having a Disney animated film about Mm -hmm. a Greek hero was just huge for me growing up. So you don't mind that they played fast and loose with the mythology? No. Okay, good. Because Percy Jackson does that too. Yeah, it's all in fun. Like, yeah, Yeah. use the things you like and yeah, for sure. Yeah. I also, okay. So have you heard that they're like the rumor, I'm sure you have, the rumors about them doing the live action Hercules or yeah. I feel like it like it's one of those that occasionally will pop up and then nothing comes of it, but yeah. it's always sort of out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Out there. Okay. It's a remake that just can't seem to go the distance. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Um, but Emma and I were talking about it um, in our live action remake episode a little bit. And we were saying, okay, if they ever do it, it's like Danny DeVito has to be Phil, right? Yeah. He yeah. Has to come back. Like he has to. Because he, he already looks exactly like Phil. Right. So <laughs> might as well. Oh, yeah. 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 That's that's probably I, gonna I, be a CG character anyways. Just throw him back in the sound booth. Yeah. 
Yeah. It'll be fine. <laughs> okay. So I think we got everybody, right? Yeah. I think so. I think okay, yeah. cool. Moving on. Number four. Um, wow, this is gonna take a while. <laughs> so my number four is The Little Mermaid. I grew up with that movie. I had it on, I have the VHS tape, like the 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 one. <laughs> I don't you, Yeah. You know, oh yeah. That I have one. that one too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping it's gonna put my kids through college someday. Right. <laughs> um so, you know, just have always had it. It's always been around. She was my favorite Disney princess up until a little bit more recently. Um, but Ooh. yeah, I I loved that movie. I had no problems except for the fact that Ursula used to scare the crap out of me when she got super big. Also, the scene where the boat catches on fire. <laughs> that mm. used to scare me too. I used to just like turn it off and walk away. No, I get it. That's a natural fear. Boats yeah. on fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but other than that, love it. 100%. Great pick. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. one did. I mean, it's a tried and true classic. Uh, okay. The Little Mermaid is one that it, it's going to come up in any of these discussions. I feel like if you go up to 100 people, at least 10 of them are probably going to say, oh, yeah, The Little Mermaid's in my top three. Right. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's made too much of an impact. And of course, we've talked about this a lot in depth, but just the importance of that movie in particular, yeah. I think, yeah. can't be understated. Yeah, that movie did so much for animation, right? Mm -hmm. It brought back the fairy tale for Disney and yeah. reintroduced music, uh, kind of uh, really reinvigorated the movie musical. Um, and it kicked mm -hmm. off, you know, an entire decade of amazing animation at Disney too. So, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it totally helped to kick off um alan mankin's career oh too. yeah that's oh, how yeah. not to say gabby right one mind one brain <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it it's just a great movie great film great the sh even the stage show is great yeah it's all great yeah it's not quite on my, any of my lists but like that's just a personal preference thing because yeah. it's great like it's yeah. it's yeah. it's a terrific film and i got nothing bad to say about it and uh yeah Anyone puts yeah. it in their top five, it's like, heck yeah. Hard yeah. to argue yeah. with that. Totally. Yeah, totally. I, I get that there are, like, I totally get it. There are other movies that are just better. It's just the nostalgia for me. Yeah. So anyway, that's my little bit. I'm gonna go ahead. <laughs> um. So my number four is Peter Pan. I grew up like watching that movie. I love <laughs> Wendy Darling. I, I love Peter Pan. I just watched it um, this past weekend. I nanny for this family and the kid never sits down to watch movies with me. I turn on Peter Pan and he sat through the entire movie just watching it with me and was like laughing at Captain Hook and Smee and just like really enjoying it. It was a surreal experience and I just love the movie. Of course, Tinkerbell, our sassy fairy who has now been a staple in all the like in the fireworks show, everything like that. Yeah. Classic. I'm honestly, yeah. I'm honestly surprised it's this low on your list. But you know my others. <laughs> I do, but I'm honestly surprised that this one is that low. I thought it would have at least been top two. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I think I think this film is like for all you said. So yeah. Yeah, this is another one. It didn't quite make my list, but it almost did. 
Yeah. Uh, it was one of the options just because I love it. It's it's such a great adventure. I love Neverland and Captain Hook is another one of my favorites. He's just yeah. he's just so fun to watch. What a great character. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, it's it's a great one. Excellent choice. Yeah. Agreed. And then a live action will be coming out later this year on Disney Plus for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's also the straight to DVD sequel, Return to Neverland. Yes. That one came out in theaters. Did it yeah. come out in theaters? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I, I, I paid to see that in a theater <laughs> here at the Pleasure Island AMZ. Same. <laughs> <laughs> tells you, tells you the how much I know about that one. That uh, one I feel like we will get to on Disorder. Okay. I feel like we've got to. I also watched that one with the kid this weekend because I was basically doing an overnight shift from Friday to Sunday. So we just watched Disney movies. Oh, what'd you think? It was great. I love that oh. one. I oh, okay. watched Good. that one growing up too. I owned a lot of the straight to DVD sequels, um, Lion King one and a half, Lion King two, all those as well. Mulan two, I know is Gabby's favorite of the DVD sequels. It's Hunter's favorite too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That was facetious. Uh, I wasn't gonna tell her. I was gonna let her have her moment. Yeah, sorry, I, so I don't excited. like that one. But uh, no, 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 no. Find, sorry. find, find joy in what you love. We all like a sequel that's that's not the original. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. gonna remove Mulan two from my overrated list. Hold on one second. <laughs> no, I mean. I know it's a lot of people's like least favorite. They don't like it, but I love it. That's okay. It's not the bastardization that Hunchback 2 is. I will give it that. (laughs) That is true. Or the Beauty and the Beast Enchanted Christmas. Yeah, no, totally. talked about that one. That that Christmas was very enchanted. Cinderella Mm 2 is pretty bad too, but Cinderella 3 makes up for it. Yeah, so yeah. It's really the return of the Jedi of the Cinderella franchise. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. The return of the The queen, franchise man. really bounced back yeah. with, a, with a twist in time. They got Walt Disney back for that one and everything. They did. Man. He did. He came <laughs> out of retirement. <laughs> they just brought his head out from underneath Cinderella Castle and said, what do you think about this time travel story? <laughs> that's, the what the, that's what the first Cinderella was missing. It was time travel. Uh-huh. I mean, totally. Is, so it was worth the wait. He's like, look, I pitched it way back then, but Mark Davis was not having it. And uh, we just kind of- Mark Davis just kept trying to put in country bears. And it's like, no. He just kept drawing bears. No bears, no bears. No bears. Time travel instead. Yeah. Um, I feel like I should tell you guys also, um, uh, (laughs) Attack of the Clones is my favorite Star Wars movie. Oh, I mean- (laughs) Hot I, take, hot take. Yeah, uh-huh. it, is, it is a good take. I, you never hear it. No, never. So anyway. Well, I will say this. It's not my favorite, but like, I feel like I like it more than most people. As I'm like, Attack of the Clones is really fun. Yeah, Attack yeah. of the Clones can definitely be fun. I, I enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, anyway okay. where are we at? Where, where um, are we? Was Peter Pan Michael. was good. Emma was yeah. Peter Pan. So yeah. who are we on to? I think we're on to Michael's number is it, four. Is it me? Number four for me is Zootopia from 2016. Um, I think a very creative uh, film in so many ways. A beautiful looking film. The world building in that movie is incredible. And just an ingenious story that takes some real chances in the subject matter that it's tackling. Um, and ultimately, it's a movie that... Um, tries to send the message out that we should make the world a better place 
And that's really admirable for any film, particularly a film from Disney animation. So for me, number four is Zootopia. That's a very solid pick. Yeah. Totally. Um, I do love, there's one scene, um, I think it's, I can't remember when, but it's when Judy, I haven't seen the movie since it came out, but it's when Judy meets like with her like bully and he's like, you know, I'm really sorry. I was misplacing my oh, anger yeah. towards you. Right. And it sounds like he's like actually gone to like better himself and like see a therapist. Cause that's like, that's like clinical talking. Like I, yeah. I'm studying psychology. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's totally like what it sounds like that. And I love that, you know, I think it's yeah. great. Yeah. I think, you know, that that's a big part of the, the writing of that movie is just so sharp because it's like that that scene is is humorous and what that character is saying that we see this bully now kind of you know um coming around and being a, a much softer character but there's a mm -hmm. lot more there right in uh, yeah. a character that's trying to better himself which i think is what that movie is really all about mm -hmm. completely yeah no totally get it awesome I'm glad we're all on the same page there. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Zootopia <laughs> rocks. You know, for a while, I actually said Zootopia was probably my favorite of the Disney movies. Um, and then that kind of just changed and adapted, especially as we did Disorder. But I still have a ton of respect for it. And I still yeah. really, really like it. It's still an A-plus movie. It is. It is. So speaking of A-plus movies, um, Hunter, what's your number four? All right. So my number four is uh, one that people probably expected, and that is going to be, doo -doo 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 -doo, it's The Princess and the Frog. So yeah. I love The Princess and the Frog. Spoiler alert, I got two princess movies on my list. I love them. Get over it. Um, but Princess <laughs> I, and the Frog. I have two frog movies on my list, so that's weird. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. Is this on your list, Andy? No, I'm just, I'm just. Oh, kidding. darn it. Um, I'm <laughs> saying, no, pay no attention to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of where I am, too. I'm like, let me mute the microphone so I don't say stupid stuff this entire time. No, say stupid stuff. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only no. here to give you guys crap. That's it. <laughs> but Princess and the Frog rocks. Like it is yeah. a, you know, it's, it's a classic story. It's a classic fairy tale. And I feel like maybe I've got a little bit more fondness for it. Just knowing it was really officially the last big animated Disney picture. I know Winnie the Pooh and all that, but like, this was like the last hurrah for that animated art form and everything like that. Yeah. Um, but I just think all the pieces come together. I love the villain. Um, I love the characters. I think the songs are amazing. Like seriously top tier music front to back yeah. a plus stuff throughout um dig a little deeper made my top five disney songs um and then yeah i've said before but this has one of my favorite gags of all time in a disney movie and it's why lewis doesn't play with the big boys um <laughs> i think that cutaway gag is hilarious and it works for me every single time it is yeah. a good one it, it is very good my i know it's her favorite soundtrack is Princess and the Frog. Oh, it's it's amazing. It really is. Um, everything works. And um, I just love this movie. I love it to bits and pieces. Mm -hmm. My only gripe is that I wish there was a little bit more time with them as humans, because I think the character animation for them as humans is amazing. Like, I love the the clothing. I'm, I'm like a total his, history buff and I love all the historical fashion. So seeing even in just like the 20 minutes that they actually are human, like all the costumes just are amazing. They're great. 
Oh no, totally, totally. And I think that is a, a fair criticism. Totally. Like we, we should have a little bit more time. It does run pretty quick. You know, it's, it's a little brief animated movie mm-hmm. and there's nothing where I'd be like, ah, oh, you know, I would swap this scene for a little bit more human action or whatever, Agreed. but like, I totally get as far as I don't want to remove anything or replace anything. Mm-hmm. I just want an extended edition. Exactly. Yeah. If we could get like a three hour like end game cut, that'd be great. There's like an intermission in the middle. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Andy, what was your number four? Uh my number four is 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 similar to Michael's. It's not the same movie, but uh for the similar reasons that Michael said how he he chose Zootopia because it's a movie that's trying to make the world a better place. My number four is Big Hero Six for that very reason. I uh, I love it so much and it's a movie that I loved when it came out and every time I watch it I love it more I just think it is a beautiful film Um, it's fun and it's exciting and it's colorful and it's it's a it's a fun movie to watch but the reason I really love it is because it's a movie where science is cool Mm-hmm. And where the most important thing or the mo- the highest aspiration that we can have is to just help other people. Yeah. I love that it's a movie about helping others. And that's a theme that just carries throughout. And I think it's so beautifully done. Um, it's a movie that like gets to me emotionally. And at the same time, it's also just really fun to watch. It, it balances everything perfectly. And it's one of my favorite Disney movies. It's one of my favorite superhero films. But I think it's because of that strong beating heart in it. Uh, that is why I love it so much. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's interesting. I I have Big Hero 6 number 4 on my underrated. Okay. Because and and I put it there because I feel like since it came out, you know, I saw everything in the movie Andy was just talking about as well. I think it's mm-hmm. I think it's just an incredible yeah. film. But I feel like when you bring it up now you get it, oh yeah, Big Hero 6 because it yeah. it came out after Frozen um and somehow it's just I hate to say I don't feel it's gotten lost in the shuffle. I think people still remember it. But I, I think they they have they don't have as strong a memory of it, which um, I think no. is a real shame because it's everything that Andy said. I mean, it's just yeah. um, it's a movie that, much like Zootopia, builds this entire world and these wonderful characters, and then just has, as Andy said, all this emotion and this great message underneath it. So um, yeah, it's a, it's it's a very underrated film, and um, uh, it shouldn't be. So. Yeah, I think it's I think it is. It it came after Frozen and then before Zootopia. And both right. of those were billion dollar smashes. Yeah. yeah. yeah totally. And Big Hero Six only made a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. It didn't make yeah. a billion. It and made so, yeah. exactly. 99 million. Oh no, no, no. So that's it kind of got lost in the shuffle. So yeah. which is a shame yeah. because it is, it's just such a great film. And and again, it I feel like it has only gotten better the more I've revisited it. Yeah. yeah. It's it's so well done. So yeah. Agreed. I will say it's also on my underrated list. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Two things. First of all, that reminded me so much of of Linda Belcher from Bob's Burgers. (laughs) Um, And then the second thing is, I think they did the costume characters in the parks so dirty when it came to Big Hero 6. Oh, yeah, yeah. They I mean, it was really just, it was really just Hero and, and Baymax and, yes. and Hero was just in his street clothes. And then mm. I saw in, I think it was, I think it's Disneyland Paris, but there was some park. One of the international parks. I know what, what you're talking about, Gabby. Yes. And they're like regular people in regular clothes, but they have like masks, like character masks. Mm, mm. 
And it's just, yeah. oh, it's so bad. And it's so yeah. scary. And I was like, if I was a kid, I would never want to go up to Yes, that it's, it's one of those where like, sometimes it's a face character and sometimes it's what we call a fur character. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, they do the same thing with occasionally with uh, like the three fairies from Sleeping Beauty. Or, yeah. Uh, fairy, fairy Godmother. Fairy yeah, exactly. And, and sometimes it's, it's, you can see their face and sometimes not, but yeah, it's super weird. And yeah. that, that's another reason that I love the films, just talking about the team aspect is it's also one of those movies that is, effortlessly diverse yeah you know in a very natural not ham-handed way where it's like just it's it's such a great diverse group of characters that everyone can see themselves in it yeah and it works it fits yes like you're like yes i can absolutely see how these people would be friends right do stuff together and honey lemon is like to this day one of my favorite characters i know gabby knows agreed yeah i love that she's like typing out all the formulas on her purse part of her mm-hmm. superhero costume like on the fly yep yeah. great yep. great choice okay number three so well, i've already number... said my number three which was hercules yes we've already talked about hercules. it um so my number three is sleeping beauty which i just it, it's it's a recent favorite honestly it was when i watched it again um just before I actually listening to the disorder episode um and I revisited it and I was like oh my gosh I slept on this slept on this movie for so many years and like I truly appreciate it for the art I think that it's just beautifully made I think mm-hmm. it's a classic fairy tale there's nothing to dislike about it also one of the best villains like in my opinion for across any Disney movie, I think Maleficent is like such a great villain. Like she's just great. I love the whole movie. I love it. Yeah. Huh, you you basically hit everything because this is my number three as well with Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. Um, yeah, but for a lot of the same reasons that I said on the episode and then our capper, I just think this is absolutely gorgeous. And if it wasn't for a little movie named Fantasia, I think it would be pretty easily the best looking movie in in Mm -hmm. Disney animations like catalog. Um, And, and at times I think it goes head to head with Fantasia, just depending on what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I, I said that I had another princess movie on my list and that of course is with Aurora right here. Um, But yeah, you really hit it all. Uh, Maleficent is great. Movie's great. Everything is awesome. And I uh, Mm -hmm. love Aurora's little song. It's cute. Oh, Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Hummable bop. Yeah. I also love um, the the fairy godmothers, like their dynamic is just immaculate. And yeah. my favorite, my favorite line from the whole whole movie is when um, Flora is making the dress and she puts it on Meriwether and Meriwether's like, this looks terrible. And Flora goes, that's because it's on you, dear. And it just <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, gets me every time. It's always a good laugh. Yeah. So, okay, Emma, we covered yours. Michael, what's your number three? Uh, My number three is from 1994. And I feel I have to be very specific about the year because it's The Lion King from 1994. (laughs) That's my number two. All right. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the best of the Renaissance period. I know when we covered it on Disorder, Andy said something that I think really hit the nail on the head. And that is that um, after Beauty and the Beast, uh, after Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, we put Rescuers Down Under in there as well. Um, 
The Lion King was like this grand promise of everything that Disney animation was capable of fulfilled, you know, yeah. and um, just one of these movies that, um, you know, kind of these once in a generation movies uh, that, uh, that, that we get every now and then, and we're lucky to get in that it goes beyond the screen and really becomes part of our lives. Yeah. Uh, gives us sayings like circle of life and Akuna Matata and um, means something very personal to everyone. And on top of that, it's just um, a wonderful story that is a very human story, but yet there's not one human in the movie. But uh, I always find that really, really fascinating and that this tells a story that every person can relate to but it's told completely with animals and there's something very fabulistic and really magical about that so for me um it's the lion king yeah and my like everything you said is pretty much why it's my number two um also i don't know if this is a controversial opinion but my favorite disney park show is the festival of the lion king i just yeah, it's a good music. one oh it's a great show yeah, one yeah. Of my i i don't think that's controversial i think no. most people, okay. yeah most people be know. on your so side i think nemo gives it a pretty good run i think yeah. but they're both in the same park yeah yeah. Hey, don't if Tarzan Rocks was still playing, I would say Tarzan <laughs> Rocks, but it is not. So what about uh, what about Jungle Book Live, man? I never even saw it. It was no. it was it, it came and in went. and out, man. Yeah. yeah. What about Kite Tales. Kite Tales rocks. Yeah. Kite Tales. It's it is magical and and entertaining for all the wrong reasons. Uh -huh. yeah. I I was really debating about opening up here because this is actually my number one. But look, we've got. 15 movies to talk about or whatever so i'll just hop in here efficiency Lion, yeah. yeah the lion king is, <laughs> I is my tomorrow. number one um i think this is for me when you say disney this is the movie that comes to mind so clearly yeah. for that reason i just have to kind of stick to my guns here i've loved this movie literally since i was two years old and i will continue to love it for the rest of time um all the pieces come together and it's the epitome of disney magic for me yeah so number one yeah and my first cat ever, um, like we had him before I was even born. His name was Simba. Me too. Um, really? Well, not before I was born, but yes, well, my first cat ever was named Simba. Yeah. Yes. Um, he was an orange tabby. And now I have, um, well, it used to be Tigger and Pooh, but now Tigger is the only one that's alive out of the two of them. We've always had male mm. Disney named animals. Cute. Yeah. Cool. So, Andy, yes, my number three, my number three is Treasure Planet. Ooh, I, I knew it had to be on this list. It's somewhere. in there. It's in there. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, what's funny is I made this list and then I went back and listened to our finale episode to see if my, my list was the same. Mm -hmm. And the five movies were the same, but I ended up mis changing the order a little bit so mm -hmm. i was like well I'm, I'm mostly consistent but yeah treasure planet i talked about it so much on on disorder so i i feel bad just saying it again but uh it also belongs in the underrated category it's mm -hmm. it's a movie that is truly i think forgotten in the disney catalog and i do think yeah. that you know more people are discovering it thanks to disney plus but mm -hmm. uh I, I just feel like it's one that so many people, when you mention it, they go, oh yeah, I never did see that or, or they yeah. forgot it existed. But I just think it's a wonderful film. It is uh, it was a dream project of um, Busker and Clemens. Mm -hmm. And I think that when they finally got to make it, uh, their hearts were totally in it. Uh, it's beautiful. It's adventurous. It has a wonderful score by James Newton Howard, but 
I just find so much of myself in the journey of, um, of Jim Hawkins and, and him growing up and figuring out who he wants to be and, and dealing with that time in your life when you're just trying to figure out what the next step is and, and, and maybe the people around you don't believe in you. And he finds that person in John Silver who does believe in him and gives him that encouragement that he needs. I just think it's, it's a wonderful movie, like all of these, because I think it works on many levels. It's not just beautiful to look at and it's got good music and it's exciting. At the end of the day, the ones that grab me emotionally are the ones that, that are going to make it on this list. And that's one of it, uh, that the scene between Jim Hawkins and John Silver on the deck of that ship when Jim is feeling really low is one of my favorite scenes in cinema history. I, it's beautifully written, beautifully acted. The music is is just the perfect pitch and it brings me to tears every time. So this is one of those movies that also like when I need to pick me up, I'll watch it and it can reignite that hope in me as I watch it. So I just, I adore Treasure Planet. Stuff. Number two on my underrated uh, list, and then, I mean, just echo everything Andy said, and it's one of those Disney movies where if somebody says, what are some of these under the radar Disney movies that are out there that I need to watch? I will immediately mention Treasure Planet um, because it's just, it's creative. Um, you know, it's, it's it, you know, it's everything you want from not just animation, but just a really good movie. It's on top of everything Andy said, it's just a really cool movie too. I mean, the science fiction and the worlds that they put together in this movie of a very science fiction looking world and the world of Robert Louis Stevenson, um, just, just that in itself is reason enough to watch the movie. And then you have everything else that Andy was talking about as well. So yeah, I agree. It's yeah. wonderful. I mean, if we are crisscrossing lists, this was number five on my underrated um, for all the reasons we, we've talked about here, but I think it also does help a lot that, uh, well, two things. First off, this is a movie that a lot of people have checked out after the Disorder episode, mm -hmm. which we, we think is awesome. Um, yeah. um, and it just, we've never gotten a comment where they were like, eh, it was all right. Like people come back really enjoying this movie or really loving it and, and finding that personal attachment, which I think is awesome. But secondly, I do think this movie gets a little bit of a leg up too because it's surrounded by some some real garbage as well. I, I'm just <laughs> grateful that this exists in that era. I'm not saying that Treasure Planet is good by association. I'm just saying I'm glad that we have something from that time period where we can be like, there is something good kind of hidden yeah. in there that you probably haven't seen. Yeah, I mean, and we we talked on Disorder about how this was a very experimental time in Disney animation where they were trying a lot of different things and not all of it worked. But in there, we get this gem and we also get The Emperor's New Groove, which mm -hmm. I consider another gem mm -hmm. where some, taking some of those risks really paid off in these very unique, very special movies that might not have happened at any other time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me, I definitely, I had heard of it and I knew it was out there and I knew it existed, but it wasn't until I was like catching up like furiously with the podcast um, that I actually like took the time to sit down and watch it. And I was actually on the plane ride home from my friend's wedding. And um, yeah, and I just sat there and my boyfriend, it was one of his favorites growing up. And he was like, oh my gosh, you're going to love this movie. And we watched it and I was sitting there crying on this plane. And this poor guy next to me, he was looking at me like something was wrong with me. I was like, no, it's just so beautiful. Like it was, it was great. Funny enough, my first time watching it was shortly after Disney Plus came out with 
my now boyfriend but at the time we were just friends like hanging out watching um movies together so that's when I like watched Atlantis and Treasure Planet and kind of like all of those that I had just somehow missed Mm -hmm. yeah and I feel like I feel like a lot of movies around that time were really easy to just like slip through the cracks like they just kind of fell into obscurity uh, came out what the week of harry potter terrible yeah, yeah. <laughs> terrible yeah. thanksgiving weekend yeah. yeah 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 i think one thing everybody can agree on though is that morph is just it's it's great i think oh, we need morph more morph. yeah Super cute. yeah speaking yeah. speaking of underrated disney characters right you know morph deserves more love i'm with i you. agree yeah and ben everyone's favorite ben yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Was, was he ever flamenco dancing with an android <laughs> named Lupe? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're getting into my top two. And I, okay, or into our top twos. And my top twos, okay, here's the thing. They like oscillate back and forth. It just depends on the mood I'm in. So I think this is pretty accurate to how I'm, how I'm feeling right now. So my number two is Lilo and Stitch. I grew up with that movie. It came out just after I was born. I know, I know I'm a baby, I know. Um, It came out one year after me and I've grown up with it. It's always been around. It was always on Disney Channel all the time. Yes. And it just resonated with me as, as a kid who never really fit in. I totally connected with Lilo and it just even now, like watching the movie still brings me to tears and I, I can't explain what it has done for me, at least in my life and what it means to me that this character just, I just connected to her. Like she was my character. Like that, that's it. Like, I, I don't know what else I could say other than the fact that I love the story and the backgrounds are beautiful and they really did their history, their, their checking in on like cultural things. And I think it's, it's very um, apparent in this film that they really took the time to make sure that they were portraying the culture appropriately. They, they did their research on alien culture and it was like spot on. <laughs> yes. It's, it's, <laughs> what it, it's what it's really like in the United Federation of Planets. Like, yes. <laughs> I think the animators like took a trip (laughs) and it gave us one of the greatest theme park attractions of all time. Uh, Um, Okay. You found the line. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I I totally get this because Lilo and Stitch is one of those movies that for me is one of my favorites, but it never like cracks the top five. I would say Mm -hmm. it cracks the top 10, but it's just like, it's so close, but it's it's just not quite there. But for a lot of the same reasons, I I totally get what you're talking about. And I think, yeah. you know, there's always a little bit of a, a misfit or an outcast in, in each one of us. But speaking as, you know, the kid that was kind of, I guess, left to his own devices because nobody knew how to interact or, you know, I was the nerd of the family. I had to find all that by myself and nobody else knew how to interact with me or anything like that you know you do relate a little bit to stitch and lilo and you pull that through and uh yeah i I always feel so bad i want this movie to be higher i want it to be a favorite but in my heart i know that it is yeah yeah and And stitch is such a popular character um i went to megacon a few weeks ago and like every print stand had like 
stitch crossing over into another like fandom like i saw him in hogwarts <laughs> robes and i saw him flying a star wars ship and everything like that <laughs> um yeah i mean i i think that's one great thing about it is that like there's never for lack of finding something lila and stitch like i could walk into any disney store ever and find something lila and stitch um i don't know but like sometimes i'm i'm like they're kind of overdoing it in my opinion at least i feel like it's one of those things that they know slap stitch on something and people will buy it and it's yeah. been that way since yeah. the early 2000s exactly. it's never left yes. i mean mm -hmm. but and then i'm also to blame like last uh like three months ago or whatever they brought back the stitch happy meal toys just randomly to mcdonald's oh, not sure they? what the tie-in yeah Oh, yeah. Not sure what the time was the or anything. 20th anniversary, I think. Oh, maybe, maybe it was, but it was literally just promoted Stitch. And I went feral. I went and like collected five <laughs> of the like yeah. I was on the app. I was like, let me get my free happy meal and giving the food to bums and everything like that. I was I was about collecting <laughs> the stitches, man. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, they just did um like last year they did that um stitch series where he like crashed into all the other movies, like not the films, but like oh, where they like yeah. crossover. Yeah. yeah, it was like shorts on Disney Plus or something, right? Yeah, and then they like did like plushes a key and then like I think a lounge fly or like a pin or something where I mean I'll be honest there were some that were nice like the Sleeping Beauty one was immaculate but the the Lion King one where he was just like bugs I did not like it yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay. I think that when when we were talking about that experimental era of Disney animation this was also part of it mm -hmm. and it came out at a time where there weren't a lot of hits immediately before or immediately after. Mm -hmm. And so Disney just was like, mm -hmm. okay, well, Stitch sells. And they just were all in on Stitch because yeah. Yeah. after Lilo and Stitch, it was quite a few years before they had another real bona fide hit. So they just yeah. kept riding the Stitch wave. Yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, good for them. Find one thing and work with it. But like, I would like to see some but diversity. It's, it's fair. It's fair. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for I everyone who stitches their favorite, though, I'm happy for them that they can still find merch. Totally. I still can't find Gargoyles merch from Hunchback. <laughs> <laughs> though I've been starting to see a lot more like Hunchback. Yeah, uh, it's slowly a little bit here and there, but mm -hmm. you better believe as soon as everyone I see, I buy. Yeah. Got a yeah. nice Christmas ornament this year. It sings. Yes, yes. I saw that one. <laughs> yeah. Does it sing the croissant line, though? No, it's the, it's out there. It's but out may, there. It, maybe if we buy enough of the quasi one this year, I can get a a, a gargoyle one that sings uh -huh. a guy like you, and I will buy it for my friend Hunter. Yes, perfect. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I don't know if y'all heard the dog. She just like went nuts, and I don't. That's know. okay. Yeah. Okay. She Love doesn't stitch. like Hunter's sarcasm when it comes to a guy like you. I guess no. <laughs> it's not sarcasm. <laughs> Um, I got some legitimate problems with that number, Andy. <laughs> we don't need to talk about and it. You're but, gonna uh, listen to every damn word <laughs> I have to say. <laughs> okay, Emma. So we already talked about yours because yours was the Lion King, right? Yes. Okay. So then, um, Michael, what was your number two? Number two for me is probably one that uh, a lot of people put on their bottom five list at Disney. And for me, it's uh, on my top five and up so high for purely personal, nostalgic childhood reasons. And that's 1973's Robin Hood. Yes. Um, 
to me, this, this movie is the Disney movie that was my gateway into Disney. This was why I fell in love with Disney. Um, when this movie came out in 73, um, I had all of the toys. I had all the coloring books, comic books. Um, in the days before streaming or DVD, uh, my parents had to take me to the movie theater to see it time and time again, which they did. Um, I loved all the characters. I still do to this day. I just think much like Jungle Book, this is a great example of character personality animation. I think there's real magic in it with, you know, the characters having these personalities and talking. Um, Prince John is not only my favorite Disney villain, he's my, my favorite Disney character. Um, Peter Ustinoff, the actor who provides the voice, is a genius. And Ollie Johnston, who was the animator, uh, crafted a real developed personality, developed villain, developed character that is seemingly acting on the screen um, when he's there. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think in, in some small way, the animators were trying to say something about, uh, about you know, love and, and um, you know, love conquering all and, you know, the, the underdog and Robin Hood. But um, I just love the movie because for me, it is just pure Disney entertainment and just a portal back in time to my childhood. So Robin Hood, number two for me. I also love Robin Hood. It's not on my top um, five. It probably recently has made my top 10. Um, Gabby okay. knows this at my university. I just took a, um, it was a medieval literature class, but then we watched like film adaptions for it, like whatever legend we were reading for like three or four weeks afterwards. And our last one was Robin Hood. So oh, I part of go that, to that class. Was Robin Hood. Yeah. Um, I also cool. watched Sword in the Stone in the class. It was great. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, Robin Hood is definitely on my underrated. I don't think Same. people appreciate it enough. Oh, yay. I'm glad to hear that. No, yeah. it's, it's a great film for all of the reasons you said. Plus, yeah. I mean, the music is amazing. I mean, yeah. I, can't, I can't listen to my Disney playlist without listening to Oodle Lolly. There um, you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's great. It's a great, fun film. Um, yeah. Didn't quite make my top five, but it's like definitely my top 10. Yeah. And that's only like recently. So yeah, very so nice much to hear. very much underappreciated. Yeah. You usually don't hear that. Usually through the years when I've told people Robin Hood, uh, specifically before Disorder, mm -hmm. um, I'd hear, really? Um, really, Robin Hood, really? Because I think yeah. um, when we talk about those different periods at Disney, uh, the 70s was a, was a challenging time Mm -hmm. for Disney you know this movie was made not even 10 years after Walt had passed away mm -hmm. um you know the animators that were there were just trying to keep animation going um you know there, there's all of the YouTube videos you can watch of how scenes from this movie were kind of traced over action and scenes from other movies um so they obviously didn't have the budget that they once had um and I think because of that Robin Hood gets very much attached to a quote-unquote downtime Mm -hmm. at Disney and gets um, gets wrongfully dismissed, uh, I think. So uh, it's nice yeah. to hear some, some other love out there for it. Yeah. Michael, you know, I was I was actually thinking about this recently, as one does, you know, late at night when you can't sleep. I was like, so why wasn't Robin Hood? Why, why didn't it stand the Like, why, why isn't this in people's memory as much? And I, you know, I was kind of thinking about it. But by the time 
you know, like home video really rolled around and started getting popular and everything like that, especially with the DVD era of the early 2000s, I feel like we had just kind of moved on and it had been forgotten in a lot of ways. Like it wasn't a big DVD seller and it probably wasn't like a huge VHS seller either, just considering you were going up against your Pinocchios, your Snow Whites, your Sleeping Beauties. And then with the DVD era, you have the Renaissance films like coming out all around the same time. So yeah, I just feel like it kind of unfortunately got buried and it's yeah. it's kind of set that way. Yeah. No, agree. I definitely remember watching it as a kid. I think we owned the VHS. My family did. Because I remember telling my dad, hey, I'm watching this movie for my class. And he just started singing Oodalot, um, or the um, Robin Hood and Little John walking through the forest. <laughs> yeah. Like that yeah. song to me when I mentioned it. Yeah. So great choice. Very I, good. I, Thank you. Very good. Very good. <laughs> um, Andy, what, what's your number two? My number two um, is uh, another masterpiece. It is Pinocchio. I think that you could argue that Pinocchio is the best film that Walt Disney Animation Studios has ever made. It is truly a masterpiece. Uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves came out of the gate already a masterpiece and somehow Walt Disney and his team found a way to top it in almost every conceivable way. The artistry on display here in the animation is just mind-blowing. The story is so entertaining. The characters are great. Jiminy Cricket is I think a standout and is you know become one of those mascots for the company like you were saying about Tinkerbell. Jiminy Cricket is that same type of character who transcended his own movie and just became one of those disney mainstays the music is fun the characters are great it's just it's just a wonderful film and one that always puts a smile on my face and uh one much like most of these i can i can put on and it's it's always a good time it always makes me feel good but yeah pinocchio i just think is a a triumph in filmmaking uh and the fact that it's an animated film and it was animated in the late 30s to be released in 19 uh 40 is just mind-blowing what they were able to achieve so pinocchio just it still blows my mind uh to this day not going to add much more to that because this is my number two as well so that's going to finish my list but uh, all right yeah yeah andy i totally agree and i'm so glad you opened with that because i do think absolutely this is probably objectively technically however you want to qualify it the, the best movie that, that they've ever made as far as the story and all the pieces and everything coming together. And just every time I watch this thing, I just look at it and I go, holy crap, somebody did this yeah. frame by frame. And that's not to like put down modern techniques or anything, because I know you're out there and you're listening. Um, <laughs> but it just frame by frame at a sweaty workshop sharpening pencils and smoking cigarettes yeah literally just (laughs) you can see the smoke that's actually how they got that wood grain effect on pinocchio it's just (laughs) fucking uh, oh excuse me (laughs) (laughs) it's just tobacco mouth dripping on pinocchio um so yeah but no pinocchio absolutely great film love it very much and i'll say i'll save us some time here too because this is my number one oh great ah man because I mean, I'm I don't know shocked. if I can really add, add any more uh, other than everything Andy and Hunter said. This movie's just an absolute wonder to behold every time you see it. Uh, it's not only my favorite Disney film, it's one of my favorite films of all time. Um, and yeah, it's it's just stunning to watch this, this movie. It always pulls you in. Uh, the characters are incredible. 
Um, and like Hunter said, it's hard to believe when you watch this that all of this was crafted by hand, you know? Um, yeah. And it, it seems at time as if the camera is moving through some of these scenes and you forget that it's not. And then you remember that it was made in the late 1930s. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and it's, it's no wonder that this movie has come to mean so much to the Disney company, because I think it represents so much of what uh, the Disney company represents and what Disney represents uh, to so many people, which is, you know, hopes and dreams and, and all of those uh, coming true. So yeah, uh, my number one, Pinocchio. All right. And then Hunter, did you say your number two? Yeah, it was this one right here. And my okay. number one was Lion King with a, a little bit of okay. uh, additional flair on Pinocchio. Yeah. So <laughs> let's get into our number here, ones here. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't love this movie. Is it in your overrated? Maybe. Oh. Oh. So, okay. Here's the thing. I think I think you can't deny that like for the time like the animation is beautiful like the work like the craftsmanship just like as a film it is technically beautiful personally I don't really love how disjointed the story is I also think it is absolutely terrifying even as an adult the scene on Pleasure Island just scares the ever-loving bejeebus out of me those no, no, little, you're right. Those little, you're those right. little weird it, guys that body heart. No, yeah. the little the little black mob men or whatever they're called. They're yeah. my favorite yeah. Disney villain. They're the amazing. Phantoms who are working for the coachman. They yeah. are horrifying. Yeah. I mean, like, I like scary stuff. Maybe that's maybe that's part of why we like it so much. I don't know. You're just afraid you're gonna end up like little Alexander. Oh, I guess. I still I think know. about him to this very day. Yeah, poor Alexander. <laughs> yeah. I will say that this one I believe is also on my overrated list um oh, kind of for wow. the same reasons Gabby said um this movie scared me again the Pleasure Island scene just scared me as a kid and continues to be one of the more creepy scenes of Disney I find I think it scared me more than the witch did honestly that in Snow White really yeah yeah, just the idea of turning into a donkey is terrifying. <laughs> You've had your fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now pay for it. I've yeah. spent my whole life as a donkey. It's not that bad. <laughs> you get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> We've I all mean, got a little bit of jackass in us. <laughs> just a little. Yeah. Um, I mean, everybody does, you know. But um, no, I think you guys are right. Like technically. Like yeah. the art is beautiful. The the style is beautiful. It's just, just, there's just a few little things in it that just don't do it for me. Well, I think you're both right in that there are scenes with this movie that are absolutely terrifying. I think it was, um, I, I think that was very much uh, a part of children's storytelling for a number of years. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, if you think about the scene of the the witch in Snow White. If you think about Night on Bald Mountain and Fantasia, oh yeah. Um, if you think about you know the scene that we all know in Bambi, um, you know <laughs> yeah. it was yeah. Uh, they, they in a way it's kind of interesting that Walt and his artists were carrying on this 
uh, longstanding tradition of kind of fairy tales and fables that had really darker sides to them. Mm -hmm. But I think they weren't afraid to put them in there so that the lighter parts of the movie really stood out. Um, yeah. And, and yeah. I think that's just really interesting to look back on how different storytelling was um, in those days. No, yeah. totally. And I mean, even then, like just children's storytelling in general has only changed in the last 50 to 70 years or so, right? right? Because right. Yeah. you're looking at even your your brother Grimm and everything like that, which a lot of this has its basis in. I mean, we were dead set on terrifying children until the, the 1950s. And I then know. everything went wrong. <laughs> yes. So right. Right. Yeah. It was like, listen to your Kids parents today, or else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sesame There's Street's nothing wrong with that. There, I, yeah. I love getting scared as a kid. Come on, the 80s <laughs> when I grew up, they, they yeah. also had no qualms about scaring the crap out of kids, and I loved it. Yeah. Go watch Return to Oz. It's a Walter. <laughs> I've seen that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Or Black Witches, whatever it might be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Still can't watch E.T. to this day because it terrified me. Really? Oh. Yes. <laughs> I, mm. I have a friend who is in his mid-40s that will not watch E.T. for the same reason. Wow. Yes. So, wow. When, yeah. when they all break into the house and they're all in those hazmat suits, no, can't do it. That Stranger things life. too much? <laughs> yeah. Say that. Yeah? I don't remember. <laughs> Honestly, it's been so long since I watched Stranger Things. Um, but anyway. Okay. So number one, we already got to a few number ones. We um, all are all of our number ones are covered now. So it's, yeah. it's just up to the two of you, I think. Yeah, yeah. and which I think it's both movies. of our favorite princesses. Yeah. Um, um, you go ahead. Okay, Beauty and the Beast. Um, Belle, growing up, was always my favorite. Um, I was a big reader. I just related to her so much. I love the story. I'm not the biggest fan of the live action, but I love the original so much i mean i you can't go wrong with some of the classic songs being the beast be our guest all of them yeah i also, think the first disney on broadway show yeah yeah, yeah. i i love yeah. this movie and i love yeah. the broadway show they're yeah. they're right. awesome yeah yeah it's wonderful it is it is a great one also, it makes it really easy to shop for you for Christmas, for your birthday, like so easy. <laughs> that it's that everywhere. is that is so true about like people's favorite Disney movies because like you yeah. yes yeah you can always shop. One of my dear friends, her favorite is Cinderella, always easy oh. to buy for her for Christmas. Yes. Yeah. Whenever I see Robin Hood stuff, well, I always think of Michael, but then I buy him Jaws stuff instead. But still, <laughs> yeah. the idea is there. But yeah, it's it does help. What, for my yeah. birthday, you just got me the Hot Topic Beauty and the Beast collection, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much, like half of it I've got for you. That's when I still had my employee discount. <laughs> it was easy. It was nice. Um, okay, so my number one, uh, this is, oh, I love this movie, is Tangled. I love it, love it, love it. Um, I think, first of all, I think it's so impressive that they had to create basically the software to make her hair. That's like an impressive feat on its own. Um, I think the story is a great story. I love the characters. I love the whole story arc. I can watch this movie a hundred times and never get sick of it. I, I love this movie. Yeah. I love the songs. I, I think of myself a little bit as Rapunzel. I feel like she and I have very similar personalities. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I love this movie. I have no I, qualms. I have great news for you. Don't you know you have number one hater 
of Tangled on this podcast right now who's ready to discuss with you <laughs> okay let's you know. go take it away Andy I, not hater hater <laughs> is too strong a word <laughs> no Emma told me she, I'm not there yet on the podcast I'm still like behind a little bit oh no. I'm, I'm kind of skipping around and I warned yeah. her oh that's okay yeah, well no it's not even that the reason I make that joke is Andy had I think it's well made. It's not my favorite, and now he's become public enemy of oh, the Tangled oh, fandom. Oh, they want to for the last two years. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody's welcome to their opinions. I know it's not everybody's favorite. I know she's not like. I don't know. I think she's a very different personality, and it's. Um, I don't know. I think I understand. Like everybody has different likes and dislikes, and sometimes you know, that type of super over the top, excited, super bubbly, positive all the time can be grating. I get it. Uh, I, I dig this movie. I think we all range from like to really like on this one. But uh, yeah, I, I totally understand yeah. why Tangled has connected with people uh, as strong mm-hmm. as it has, especially yourself. Uh, I think it's great. I always have a really good time watching it. And uh, mm-hmm. out of the newer uh, lineup, I actually think it's it's pretty easily in my top 10 if we were going to kind of go by last you know 12 years 13 mm-hmm. years or whatever it's it's in the top five there yeah. I said top 12 that was dumb um <laughs> regardless yes it's in the top 12 of the it's last in the, 12 it's years in the top 10 of the last 12 movies <laughs> <laughs> no top, top five um, no yeah I I think you know I get it I'm not like if you don't like it, oh well. That's yeah. I'll just I'll just say my piece real quick because it's, it's on it's on my overrated list. That's okay. Go for it. Go for it. And but but I think it's a fine movie. It's a perfectly pleasant movie. I I don't have no real issues with the movie other than I don't understand the rabid fan base who are so passionate about it. Where mm-hmm. where me saying it's a it's a good movie. I just don't love it. Was like a reason to drag me out into the alley and shoot me in the head <laughs> some war flashbacks I mean, man <laughs> i mean i mean i agree i think that's a little extreme i mean yeah you know so i so i yeah i like it opinions. fine i just don't see the movie that that fans like you see like i've 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 revisited it multiple times to try and see what that x factor is that make people go yeah. oh my god this is the best movie ever made and i just i'm like no it's it's cute and that's yeah. kind of where i land is it's cute and I, I can't get more passionate about it than that. But That's I'm fair. also very tickled by, you know, when people go, oh man, I, I really like Frozen. And there's always someone, well, Tangled so much better. It's like, oh, oh, okay. I okay, didn't say, yeah. I didn't say anything about that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, we got, we got plenty of that. So anyway, yeah. that it's more of that. Like the, the rabid fandom of Tangled is just, they feel like, I don't know, like they want to, they want to, hate everything else because to lift up tangled yeah i i agree i think that's a little much and like i do find that like even if you bring up another movie somehow a lot of people always like figure out a way to wedge tangled into the conversation and i'm like no, totally totally that's not cool that's not mm, what yeah. we're talking about you know and i think i i get it i get it the i don't i also don't know why people are like so of like so crazy about it that they feel like you know like you said that like it's you know you say one thing where you're like hey it's fine and people are like gonna strangle you or something I I, I don't think that's fair um yeah. of people to do 
you know? And then it gives like anybody who likes Tangled a bad name. And I'm like, no, I just like the movie. I swear. <laughs> I promise. I don't care if you do or We've not. We've waged war against the Tangled army. It's yeah. over. Oh, man, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's it. So Great. I'm glad it's your favorite. It's wonderful. Yeah. Okay. She so, still hasn't seen the TV series and it makes me mad. I don't want to ruin good. the magic of the movie. No, I, I don't think you'll feel that way at all. No. Okay. You promised me you'd watch it. I said eventually. I didn't say when. <laughs> On this show, you promised me though. I said I would watch it. I didn't say when. <laughs> <laughs> eventually. Eventually. Maybe this summer. Maybe. Okay. I have a lot of things to do this summer. <laughs> okay. So I think we got everybody's, right? We got all of the top five's favorites. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So and, and I think we will move faster. Yeah, because I think we already talked about a lot of our the ones that we think are underrated because a lot of them are our favorites yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this one will go a little bit faster. Um, Emma, do you want to start? I mean, we already started with one of yours, your number five we already talked about. Yeah, uh, Big Hero 6. Again, yeah. same Amazing. reason. Yeah, I love this movie so much. Um, I don't know. I... <laughs> I don't, I think everything has already been said for it. I just love this movie. I think the only character that's really stood the test of time is Baymax because he's what sells. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is so odd. I mean, I love Baymax. He's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, I mean, there's six of them. Let's have them all. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually listening to part of the Big Hero 6 episode on my drive home today. So cool (laughs) okay so for me so my number five i know you guys are probably gonna groan but my number five is brother bear (laughs) i really enjoyed that movie actually um this is another one where i was just sitting there going i thought it was cute i thought it was cute and i just think i i like coda and kenai and i think they're really cute and (laughs) (laughs) the relationship from the beginning to the end is adorable and it reminds me a lot of me and my brothers so yeah I just like it I think it's cute and I don't think people give it enough credit Rone. no I'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) that's okay yeah yeah, I I think what what we discussed on um the episode is is Brother Bear is one of those movies that has at least for me, has a lot of really nice moments, but I just feel collectively at a whole, it, it didn't come together. And, and I think um, this is one of those movies that I think almost baked for too long at Disney. Like, I think the story went through too much and you could kind of feel that where um, they maybe almost started out with uh, more characters or a different story. And I think just this constant um, reworking and reworking um, really just kind of watered down uh, the story uh, quite a bit because, um, you know, it's a beautiful looking film. The animation is great and there's some some wonderful characters in it, some wonderful moments. But again, for me, it just didn't all come together. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. M- yeah. Michael and I are very much on the same page. I think it's very pretty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and, and when we revisited it, revisited it um even then i i was like oh yeah like i forgot about this song this is a cute song so Mm -hmm. 
but it's one of those that like even though i don't feel as strongly about it like i appreciate you having it on your underrated list because i don't think it's a bad movie and so yeah yeah, give it a little love nothing wrong with that I don't think it's oh, bad goodness. either, but I do think it's number four on my overrated list. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yes. Um, I, I well, think all brother, right. Brother you have Bear, the number one hater of Brother Bear. Brother, <laughs> that's right. Um, no, because like, look, I hate chicken. Chicken Little is my sworn enemy, right? But no one's out there part of the Chicken Little army. Um, true. So like my overrated movies are movies that I like aspects from, or I think there's little things, and we'll, we'll talk about this in just a minute, but Brother Bear is, um, it's not for me. And I feel like a big reason for that is when Brother Bear comes up online, and I know everyone on this show has seen them, it's like the four movie posters together. It's like Atlantis yeah. and Brother Bear and the Lion King and Beauty and the Beast. And it's like, three gotta go, which ones you take it? <laughs> and it's just like, you're not even playing on the same, like, uh, like yeah. you're not even on the same field. There was a, a Twitter trend the other day that was floating around that was Atlantis versus the Prince of Egypt. And I said, this is basically like putting Starry Night up against your nephew's drawing that you put on the fridge that's pretty okay. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's how I feel about Brother Bear. It just constantly shows up in the rotation of, wow, I really love this movie. And I'm like, why? And I'm glad it works for people <laughs> and I'm glad it's good and, and people enjoy it. But I'm tired of Brother Bear discussion. It's it's been 20 years. Let it go. Oh, I don't want to I don't want to think oh, about man. Brother Bear. <laughs> I want to think about I mean, On My Way as a Phil Collins single, and that's it. I mean, I mean, I I would like to think that the people who like are obsessed with Brother Bear, they're like just as rabid as like the Tangled fans. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Like, like same spheres, different sectors. I mean, Reddit I mean, they, they have huge. more to be mad about though than Tangled fans. That's true. Like, That's I don't right. know why Tangled fans are so mad. Like Tangled is like held up by the company as like yeah. one of their very best and brightest. No, so, you're right. The next world his brother bear doesn't get any fans. respect. So at least those <laughs> yeah. fans are, can be mad. Yeah. 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 That, that was good. I do think the next world war is going to be waged against the Tangled. <laughs> Tangled versus Brother Bear. You're going to have to pick a side. Oh, man. So. man. I, wow. No question which side yeah, I'm taking, that's though. that's right. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. What about you, Michael? What was, what did, did we already talk about your number five underrated? Not number five. Number five okay. I had down um, from 2011, Winnie the Pooh, um, which was the very Great short little over an hour long feature film version of Winnie the Pooh, not to be confused with the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh mm-hmm. or the Tigger movie or Piglet's big movie. The Heffalump movie. Or the Heffalump movie. Oh yeah, yeah. the Heffalump movie. Which it was confused one? with and just kind of got Christopher lost. Christopher Robin's big score or whatever that one was. <laughs> um, and, you know, we talked about it on the, on the um, episode and, and uh, it's pretty well known that, you know, the movie was just kind of like, shuttled into theaters opposite um, the final Harry Potter film and and was quickly shuttled out of theaters because of that. And uh, when you watch the movie, it's it's not gonna change the world, but it's such a nice little movie. Mm -hmm. And it has a really good sense of humor. It has a really smart sense of humor that takes you by surprise. Um, And just watching it is just, um, it's like reading a really nice uh, short story. Uh, with these characters and revisiting these characters again. So for me, I, I thought of underrated, I think of Winnie the Pooh from 2011. Yeah. Great pick, I, Michael. 
Yeah, I'll I'll jump in just because this was also in my underrated list um, for a lot of the same reasons. Like I, the first time I saw it, I saw it with Michael and I just kind of shrugged at it. I didn't have a strong opinion about it. Um, but when we revisited it for Disorder, I was like, this is better than I remember. This is funnier than I remember. Mm, and I funny. really enjoyed it on that revisit. And I was like, you know what? This was a nice surprise. I wasn't really looking forward to revisiting it. And I was really glad I did because I think it's really cute. It's really fun, surprisingly funny. Uh, and gosh, when you want to talk about forgotten Disney movies, yeah. Who remembers the 2011 Winnie the Pooh? Almost nobody. Even the title, yeah. Winnie the Pooh. Like, what are we even talking about now? Like, yeah. you don't even realize that that's the title of the movie. Yeah. It's it's so nondescript uh, because there have been so many million versions of and things of Winnie the Pooh. But yes. it's totally worth a revisit on Disney+. Plus. As Michael yeah. said, it's, it's like less than 70 minutes. I want to say it's like 68 minutes or something. Mm. And it's really fun. I think more people should give another shot. Yeah, I, I think Winnie the Pooh all just kind of gets lumped together into one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because like, it's like Winnie the Pooh, which one are you talking about? You know, there's so many. And then now it just became public domain, like the original books. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm working on my new Winnie the Pooh movie, guys. This is as good a time as any to announce it. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys, I don't know if you guys saw this, but I guess they were doing like a horror movie. Yes. I was just about yeah. to say that, Gabby. Yeah. I'm, it's terrifying. Like, absolutely not. I'm down. <laughs> no, thank you. Okay. We should review uh, it on Disorder. <laughs> okay. Definitely won't be listening to that one. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Hunter, did we talk about yours? I can't remember now. Yes, it was Max okay. Keeble's big move. Oh. No, it was, it was, <laughs> oh my gosh. it was, uh, you can't, yeah, that, was, that one just popped into my mind. Um, Treasure Planet was my, oh, yes. my number five. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. Sorry. I have terrible memory and I'm not writing these down. So <laughs> it's a lot to keep straight. I've lost yeah. track too. Yeah. Yeah. Emma, this is your job. Keep track. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, Andy, do we do yours yet? Well, I mean, Winnie the Pooh was on my list. It wasn't number five, but we okay. can call it number five if we okay. want to, okay. to move up to number fours. Sure. sure. Um, my number four we already talked about, which was Robin Hood. Yeah. Good. Yeah. That one's also on my list. It's number three, though. Yeah. Okay. So uh, your... It's okay. First new group. I, again, I, I don't remember the first time I saw it. I just remember... So my cousin Bennett and I, we were um, born like right around the same time. And for whatever reason, I remember us sitting down and watching this movie the most out of any movies together. I don't know why, but. Because it's a solid movie. Yeah. It's great. It's yes. hilarious. Yeah. This is one of those ones that got tumbled around <laughs> in the creative stages for years and years and years and years. Like what, like 10 years? Yeah, just about. It was pretty yeah. much almost the entire decade of the 90s. It was in yeah. production. Yeah. yeah. And it came out on the other side actually really good. Yeah. And I'm now starting to see some merchandise for it in like Disney Springs and stuff, but mm -hmm. it's still not like at the level some of these movies that came out around the same time are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly no Saludos Amigos. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> what what can be i mean that's yeah. an impossible bar to clear i know i mean 
it's no uh it's no uh trace caballeros like come on <laughs> anyway no but i do think it is getting a lot of recognition now especially like as our generation like comes into like buying power i guess exactly i think yeah. it's it's like what emma said about hunchback is like that era of now the late 90s and early 2000s mm -hmm. hunchback hercules emperor's new groove now you're seeing the merch because now it's all yeah. 20 years old a little over 20 mm -hmm. years old and so yeah now the people who were kids when those came out now they've got disposable income and want to buy exactly. the, the mm -hmm. t-shirts and the yeah. ornaments and whatnot and the the hercules herc aid mug yes you know? which i yeah. still need to pick up i and, know and same. it's so fun next they're going to be making air hercs and everybody's going to buy them i i will i hope i would i would <laughs> okay um we already talked about right michael's number four yes correct uh, yes big hero yes. six was my number yes. four yep yes okay <laughs> um <laughs> Hunter, do we talk about your number four? I don't think so, because my okay. number four is The Rescuers Down Under. Um, mm, I yes. think this is just kind of, uh, this is unfairly forgotten. I will say that. I, I, I try to really go for ones that I feel like people don't talk about at all. I mean, there's one big exception, and then Treasure Planet. Maybe it's just because we're in the disorder sphere that we hear about it constantly, but even that's kind of on the outskirts still. But yeah, um, yeah I think Rescuers Down Under really has gone about the wayside for a lot of people um yeah. and i feel like maybe it is one of those things where you have to approach it with the right mindset don't approach it from the viewpoint of oh my goodness this is this hidden gem like smack dab in the middle of the disney renaissance but just approach it as a really fun movie as someone that famously was not a huge fan of the original rescuers i think that the rescuers down under is way more entertaining it's a lot of fun um and i've enjoyed watching it uh, a couple times since we've done the disorder episode i think i've hit it twice since then and um yeah i i just i would like to hear more people talk about it because man you're talking about being in an unfortunate placement rescuers mm -hmm. down under is right there yeah seriously yeah, yeah. i'll talk about it because it's my number one Oh, yeah. uh, nice nice um and uh, you know everything hunter said you know i i think what a nice change of pace this was from a lot that was going on in disney animation at the time too because if you look at um the little mermaid and beauty and the beast and aladdin which came out around it they were very much um even though much different each film each one of those films was different they were very much in that fable or fairy tale musical mold and here was a movie that was this big epic indiana jones like adventure um that's filled with some of the best animation of this time the scenes of young cody soaring on the eagle are oh, yeah. absolutely beautiful uh sequences and um you know th this movie became unfairly forgotten because of home alone it opened mm -hmm. the same day as home alone um, it came in at number four at the box office. Home Alone was number one. Um, and the following Monday after that opening weekend, Disney just pulled all the marketing um, and uh, there were no more ads out there. So yeah. if the movie wasn't doing well, nobody knew it was out there. It just kind of <laughs> yeah. died on the vine. Yeah, um, yeah. And thankfully, um, there, was, uh, there was VHS and home video, which was uh, on the rise at the time and a generation growing up with the Disney movies on, on VHS. And that's what has really, I think, brought it some sort of recognition uh, that it deserved then 
now. And, and you know, um, it's nice that we can have this conversation uh, around it now um, and give it the love that it that it deserves for sure. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you who the two biggest Disney villains are. Kevin McAllister and Harry Potter. And Harry Potter. Yes. They've killed more Disney Columbus. heroes than Maleficent, Hades, uh-huh. Ursula. Chris yeah. Columbus just hates Disney animation, man. Yeah. That's true. You're right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, Michael, it's, yeah, I think one of my favorite moments, and I, I've talked about this several times, and I'm sure um, everybody here has watched it, but if you haven't, Waking Sleeping Beauty, incredible documentary, but they have that great moment where they're talking about the rescuers down under and it just comes out and it completely flops. And then the music gets all like somber and emotional. It's like, it's over for now, but on Monday we'll try again. And I'm paraphrasing there, but it's like such a sweet little moment. And I always think yeah. about it because this movie is so sweet and it's fun. And uh, yeah, it deserves a better reputation. Yeah. Yeah. It- Plus, I mean, all of the animals in it are great. Yes, exactly. I mean, that's a huge thing for me. Yeah. I mean, like, there's, okay, I can't remember any of their names because I haven't seen it in forever. But there's, like, the little lizard guy who's who's in, like. Frank. Yes, Frank. Thank you. (laughs) I love him. He's amazing. I love him. You're right. That whole room full of animals that, you know, they're planning the prison escape. Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah. It's much better than the like uh, deaf squad that they've got Lady and the Tramp that sing a song and then we never see again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Um, let's see. Uh, Andy, what's your number four? Did we already talk about it? Uh, we didn't. Uh, so I, I love that you guys both had Rescuers Down Under because I agree with you, it is underrated. More people need to enjoy it because it's terrific. But on my list, I have the original Rescuers. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love the original Rescuers. And it it was a big hit in the 70s. It was a big deal on a time. Mm-hmm. But over the years, I feel like it has faded more and more into obscurity. And it still has a little bit of a fan base, but I feel like it's just not brought up or celebrated as much anymore and i think that's a shame because i love it it's one of those movies that i just i just i love the characters and i love the mood and it is super 70s but to me that just adds to the charm Mm -hmm. i love how 70s the music is i love the songs they're so like bittersweet but i'm into that i love the swamp madame medusa is such a fun villain the animation on her is outstanding um and Bernard and Bianca are such two, yes. two such adorable little heroes. Yes. Um, so you can't have Rescuers Down Under without the Rescuers. But yeah, the Rescuers is also one of my my comfort movies that mm. you know I can put on as I drift off to sleep, and it makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside. It's just it's so wonderful, and I think that uh, as we've gotten newer, hipper, sexier Disney movies, the Rescuers gets forgotten, and I don't think it should. Agreed. Yeah. Absolutely. No, no I mean, matter what Hunter has to say about it. No, no, no. I was gonna say, I was gonna say this is one that I think I unfairly scored in our original. I would probably bump it up to a B minus, which is a whole letter grade. Um, but yeah, I, I still prefer the sequel, but I'm really glad this is on here, Andy, because especially in this era of Disney, it it stands out as something special, like you just said. Yeah. And, and it deserves to to find its footing again because it really does kind of have the feel of it's it's going to disappear at some point and it doesn't deserve to agreed yeah yeah, yeah I, I i'm old enough to remember when this came out into movie theaters in the 70s and i went to see it in the theater because and it was a big deal because 
it's kind of hard to believe that in the 70s, there were only three new Disney animated movies produced. Um, four, if you include The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, but that was really just uh, the featurettes strung together. So um, I remember this coming out and it being a big deal that Disney was going to have a new animated feature out. And, and you know, everything that, that uh, Andy uh, was saying about it um, is so true. Madame Medusa is a great villain, Bernard and Bianca are great heroes, and it's just a really well-crafted story. Um, and they make it, that what I, what I really love about it too, I think we talked about this on the episode, is how they bring the small world of the mice to life and, and the different scale of, of the, the mice uh, as well. And um, there's just a lot of heart here and you could feel um, the kind of the torch being passed, the input of a new group of artists, the input of the, you know, the, the generation that kind of uh, worked with Walt on this movie, like everything kind of coming together. So I'd agree. I agree. It's a wonderful film. All right, my man. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So um, let's see. Number three, Emma, we talked about yours. Yeah, Robin Hood. Robin Hood. Um, my number three, I'm actually doing a little shuffling as we're talking because I'm remembering other films and I'm like, ah, yes, of course. <laughs> um, so my number three is Oliver and Company. Mm. I think I, I think the music is really what did it for me. I think Why Should I Worry is just a great yes. song. I think um, uh, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, I think the story is really cute. And I love, <laughs> I love that they basically like reuse the character mold of Penny from the rescuers for, <laughs> um, oh my gosh, I'm totally blanking on her name all of a sudden. Wasn't it uh, Jenny? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what? Like, oh, they reuse her to that extent? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, when she was adopted, she changed her name to Jenny to help clear out all those sad memories. So she reinvented herself as Jenny, and this is her life now that she has rich parents. <laughs> yeah, um, totally. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I love it. I think it's a very charming film. And um, I think people, like, they remember the characters of, like, of Oliver, like, as a kitten, because they're like, oh my gosh, so cute. So you see him on, like, lounge fly bags and, like, as plush toys, but, like, people don't really remember the movie itself. Yeah. And mm. I think, I think it's just a very down-to-earth, like, very real, not, like, it's just a very down-to-earth film. I just think it's very cute, and it, it should be appreciated for as much, like, Oliver, merchandise there is if this is torture chain me to the wall <laughs> <laughs> i mean plus the fact that they got cheech marin i mean i mean yeah, yeah. I, mean, yeah. When I, I mean i love the rescuers because i said it's just so 70s and for me that's a big plus oliver and company is just so 80s and that's yes. i think yeah. part of the fun of that yeah. yeah and and oliver and company is so 80s in that not only does it look 80s in the animation but it's taking place in new york city in the, in the 80s. 80s so it like yeah. it feels completely like com a, a full circle 80s there yeah 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 okay i that, that's my little piece on it so i'm glad you guys agree <laughs> um okay um uh, michael what is your number three my number three is meet the robinsons from 2007 um a movie that i think uh really blindsided me and so many the other people in that the the 
marketing and the commercials for this made it seem like this wacky, uh, off the wall um, time travel movie, which there is pieces of that in there. But man, there's so much uh, in here that's so much more uh, emotion, heart. And this is probably one of the most positive movies um, I've ever seen, just in terms of looking ahead to the future and the whole message of keep moving forward. Um, I just love the look of the film. It has its own distinct style, which I think was very unique for uh, Disney computer animation, for them to adapt this uh, the style of the, the book, which I believe was by William Joyce, the author's name was. Um, and I just remember leaving the theater that night, uh, just very moved by this film. And, and again, much like Treasure Planet, whenever somebody asks what's an under the radar Disney movie, Meet the Robinsons always comes up. Well, I'm, I'm just gonna jump in because this is also on my underrated list. All right. So I'm, I'm here, right here with you. And I realized as you were talking that uh, Steven Anderson directed this and Winnie the Pooh from 2011. So oh, look at that, yeah. We, we included the two Steven Anderson films in our underrated. Um, yeah, Meet the Robinsons. It was one where the trailers just did nothing for me and I, I wanted to be excited and the trailers just weren't doing it, but I was still gonna go. And like you said, Michael, sitting in that theater that first time, I was blown away by how good it was. Uh, and, and yeah, I, I completely agree about how hopeful it is. And it's a movie that truly is about something, about moving forward, about uh, letting go of your past and not letting it hamper your own forward motion in your life. Keep moving forward is such a great credo yeah. in the movie. It's, it's so beautifully um, just woven throughout the story of, of Lewis and his journey and him, his hangups with his past and moving forward. And then I've told you like it hard times in my God, like, I just don't know how I'm getting through this. I don't know how this is going to work out. Keep moving forward helps. It's yeah. so simple, but it's so effective because sometimes that's all you can do is just take the next step forward. Just keep moving forward and it will work out. Um, it's very funny. It's very fun to watch. The time travel's great, but it's very unique in that it is a time travel movie about the future where the future is a better place. It's aspirational. It's positive. Life does get better and it does so by you keep moving forward. I love this one. Yeah. I'll be honest, like Meet the Robinsons was never one of my favorites. Um, but like after hearing you guys talk about it, I'm like, okay, I this is definitely one I'm gonna have to like revisit with like fresh eyes and like yeah. really listen to the messages and not just pay attention to the exterior. Mm-hmm. And then Hunter, what was um, your number three? My number three is a little bit of a weird one because like I said, just a, a couple minutes ago, um, I tried to really pick movies that I, I think people don't talk about, but this yeah. one does come up, but here's my reason for putting it on the underrated list. Uh, well, I guess it would help if I told you what it is first. Um, <laughs> so the reason Fantasia is number three on my list here is just because I feel like Fantasia is a movie that as a Disney fan, you're very familiar with the iconography of it. Obviously, everybody's familiar um, with the Sorcerer's Apprentice uh, segment. It's yeah. arguably the most famous version of Mickey Mouse. Uh, it's the one that everybody recognizes. Um, and then everyone kind of also has that other 
one like segment that they really remember. Like obviously here, the the night on Bald Mountain is going to come up, yeah. but I feel like Fantasia as a whole has kind of gotten forgotten as as a movie. As, as the event that it was originally slated to be, um, we've just kind of latched on to what are probably the best pieces of it. But when I think you sit down and you just absorb it, and, and this is a movie where I really think like the environment, your mood, and how you're watching it is really going to impact this. Fantasia is not going to work if you're watching it on your phone on a bus ride <laughs> headed home or something like that. But if you... That's what to... I've been doing wrong. <laughs> That's this what I've been doing wrong. Right? <laughs> it's my fault. I've been but watching it on my Nintendo DS. My Nintendo DS, yes, exactly. Um, but if, like, seriously, if you sit down and you watch it with a good sound system, like this had cutting edge, like sound... Uh, systems like implemented into theaters for this movie when it originally came out and just really sit and absorb it and understand what you're about to get into. I think Fantasia is one that um, it can vary a lot. I was pretty whatever on it when we first reviewed it very, very early in the podcast, but over time and kind of spending a little bit more, um, I guess, time with it, I've just really come to see it as this, this underrated gem that we don't appreciate as a whole and instead just kind of pick and choose what we like. So Fantasia, it's a popular choice, but I think with those qualifying reasons, it makes sense to put it on my underrated list. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, especially like more recently, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I feel like Chernabog has become like very popular recently. Oh, it's we, the we disorder effect. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, you're I would welcome. Say yeah, this is us. And the book series Kingdom Keepers by Ridley Pearson. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's yeah. one of the main two villains in that um, series. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he's awesome. I mean, he's been my favorite Disney villain since I saw. I remember distinctly when it happened. Uh, it was my first Walt Disney World trip, and a cast member had a pin of Chernabog. And I traded for it. I was really, I mean, everybody was really into pin trading at that point. And it's just kind of been love ever since. And it's its cool to see the little joke and everything now. But Chernabog rocks. He'll probably always be my favorite. I mean, it's Satan. What's 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 not cool about that? Like, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um, and he has this little groove moment. But yeah. Yeah. And I do remember like back when I was still working at Hot Topic, seeing that there that there was like t-shirts that were print on demand. And there was even a lounge fly even that they made with Chernabog. Yeah. That was pretty dope. Um, I but, saw I recently mean, a pin at, I think it was Epcot. Um, we went, I went with one of our friends, Mac, and I saw a Chernabog pin. I was like, hey, something yeah. that isn't Sorcerer's Mickey, that's Fantasia. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's dinosaurs in this movie. Come on. Yeah. Come I mean, on. I mean, our dinosaur dinosaurs, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's number two. We'll talk about that in just ah. a minute. Yeah. <laughs> plus, plus, I mean, Turnabog is everybody's favorite body double. That's Will right. Hot that's right. Come yeah. on. Old Fred Jackson, the stud of studs. I don't know. Yes. Is is that a weird choice? Do you guys understand what I'm saying? I, I, I you know what? No, I totally yeah. get it. Yeah. If you would have said Fantasia's underrated, I'd go, what? Like it's a masterpiece. Come on. Everybody loves Fantasia. But yeah. when you, when you realize, yeah, when you, when you explain yourself, it makes perfect sense what you're talking about. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I like that you included it, Hunter, because you know, um, this movie, I think really the fact that it wasn't a success at the time really broke Walt's heart. 
um, because he wanted this movie to push animation forward. There's that famous line where he said to one of his animators, you know, we have worlds to conquer here. And he really wanted to do so much more with animation. And he was hoping Fantasia would be the, the first step um, in that. And when it wasn't, um, he kind of retreated uh, a little bit. So, yeah. you know, I, I think it's worth pointing out and worth putting it in some sort of uh, underrated category because of, you know, how much it meant and still does mean for um, Disney animation and animation in general. Yeah. 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 And there are that. plenty of, there are plenty of the, um, the segments in it that are completely ignored. I mean, um, what is it? The spring, spring suite? Is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah. The rights of spring, I think. Yeah. 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 But like, um, and they're just like people know, yeah, Sorcerer Mickey, that's like the one. He's like yeah. the iconic, that's it. And Which I mean, who can blame fantastic. them? I mean, come on. Yeah. Massive yeah. hat. What's not to love? Um, <laughs> I mean, <yeah. laughs> did you guys know? I mean, the the sorcerer in in, oh. in that I'm going to stop you right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pizza. <laughs> come on. Um, but no. Andy has disconnected from this call. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, I totally get where you're coming from. Uh, real quick, guys, just um, when you get a moment, Google Golden Screams. It was a it was a villain show that they did at Disney California Adventure for Halloween in the early days of the park. And they did it like as like a faux award show, mm -hmm. but they had this award and it was like an Oscar, but it was Chernobyl. Oh, my gosh. Wow. And That's it is so the cool. coolest looking statue. And it still makes me mad that they did not sell it in the park. They just had it as a prop for the show and it was the coolest thing in the world. And so, yeah, as we were talking and you're talking about Chernabog, I was like, I had that memory pop back in my head and I Googled it real yeah. quick. And I'm like, God, this thing was so cool, but they didn't make it to purchase, which makes me so mad because I want hmm. one on my mantle. Yeah, I, I kind of vaguely remember that show. That was like just when I was getting into the, like, really into it but i like kind of remember that like it sounds familiar yeah. yeah it was like mostly just like clips and stuff they did it in the uh the old golden dreams theater and that's why it was golden screams yeah um, but yeah like they gave out this like chernabog oscar and it was just the coolest thing awesome well let's see okay i don't even remember where we were i think i think we were at number three i think yeah i think we're was now that number two yeah i think Are we're up we? to number twos yeah andy do his number three i've know. done three yeah okay because I, I i was with with my gone meet the robinsons okay yeah. okay okay yes okay and go ahead um fox and the hound i with um as gabby said i was rearranging my list as we were kind of talking and fox and the hound just popped in my head um that's another one I remember like owning the VHS and watching like quite regularly with my family. And I feel like besides a few lounge flies or a few like plushes here and there, I don't really see Fox and the Hound talked about as much. Yeah, I think I, like there's a similar situation going on here to uh, maybe a lesser extent than than like Fantasia, because I feel like People kind of remember Fox and the Hound, but it's definitely yeah. one that people haven't seen for a long time. Yeah. They're like, oh, Fox and the Hound, that's so cute. But it's like, yeah. when's the last time you watched Fox and the Hound? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, I love I, the Fox and the Hound. I think it's, I, I agree with you. It's so underrated. Yeah. Um, 
and and it just doesn't get talked about and something that like we need more merchandise for is fox I, and the hound like copper and todd are so adorable yeah, and are. and i feel like yeah like they they haven't truly embraced them as far as merchandise in the parks but it's it's a adorable little movie yeah it is sad but really cute. sad yeah, yeah it's okay definitely cried at that one <laughs> she survives so you know i mean to be fair i cry at most movies so that's, <laughs> sure. that's not like a big feat or anything big scary bear yeah <laughs> um okay so my number two is the aristocats mm-hmm. uh i just it's a it's a new favorite and it's one of those things like you were saying it's um you know people love marie they love uh berlioz toulouse and marie but they yeah. it's like when was yeah, the last totally. time you actually saw the movie yeah yeah i i completely agree with you i aristocats is um I, I could totally see this making my list as well because it's it's one of those things where i'm like oh man it's up against some really tough competition as far as like mm-hmm. disney movies and it's never going to show up in my favorites but the truth is i have seen this movie more than Disney movies like I love. It's just something about it that's so cozy and it's mm-hmm. like, yeah. it's low commitment. Like I, I can yes. kind of just turn it on. It's like 101 Dalmatians uh, in the sense of I can just kind of turn it on and tune in when I want to watch it, but I don't feel like I have to be totally dedicated to it at the same time. I have seen the Aristocats so, so much and I still look forward to watching it. And maybe that's just me being crazy cat dude uh, because- <laughs> When I, when I brought my cat home and we watched Aristocats, it was, Aww. it was a beautiful moment, but um, yeah, I, I totally agree on Aristocats. Yeah. I, um, I, I have it, I have it on another list. Hey, um, hey, me too, Michael. So why don't we, uh, why don't we stand <laughs> together on this one? <laughs> no, I, have, I, I, I have it, I have it on my overrated uh, list because, um, and and we touched upon this uh, on the episode. I mm-hmm. I don't think this story is as strong as a lot of other uh, Disney uh, movies. Um, I I think the characters are fine. Um, I think there's some nice moments in it. Um, I don't. And we'll get into the villain, but it's not the it's not the greatest Disney villain of all time. You um, leave Edgar out of this. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's you know it's just. Um, you could feel the struggle that was going on at Disney uh, at this yeah. time. You know, the, the first movie, maybe it had a little bit of Walt's influence in it, but I think it was very little. Um, and I think they were really struggling to bring a story to the screen and they kind of leaned on what they were familiar with, was, which was kind of talking animals, or I think Andy said this on the episode, 101 Dalmatians with, um, with cats in the lead. And, um, I, I guess the reason I put it on the overrated is I'm, I'm really kind of surprised at the attention that the movie gets uh, today. And, and I think it's just, it's that whole subjective thing of what Andy said, every Disney movie is someone's favorite movie, right? So mm-hmm. um, I think that's a big piece of it too. But um, for me, I just, uh, I, I don't think the story's that strong. That's why I, I just feel that this is one of the more overrated of the Disney animated features. Straight up, I think a lot of this just comes down to people love cats and they want a cat movie. Yeah. They want a Disney cat movie. And like, that's yeah. that's a lot of it, I think. I mean, I'm personally not a cat person. I just think it's a very cute movie. It's easy to watch. It's cozy, like you said. You know, it's 
you sit down and it's low commitment and you can watch it or you cannot. Like I crochet to this movie all the time because I don't really have to be paying attention. Oh, it's to the old lady on. Disney movie is what you're saying. Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I get it. But it's, I love it. It's just got a little soft spot in my heart. Yeah. It's, it's a perfect Disney movie for crocheting or for not watching. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm 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 very much uh, with Michael on this. I love the three kittens. I truly do. I think they're adorable, and I and because they're adorable, it makes me want to like the movie more than I do. Um, mm. But I mean, yeah, I mean, Michael really covered it, and we covered it on Disorder, and I think I have it on my overrated list because I was surprised that when we didn't love it, how how much grief we got for not loving it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I was like, really? Huh? Okay. Yeah. Aristocats. I wouldn't have guessed, but okay. Um. Because yeah, it 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 is just it's a pretty overt remake of 101 Dalmatians just with cats instead of dogs. And they throw so many other characters into it and yet none of them register. And that's, I think that's where I'm like, it doesn't all quite come together. It's like, they're like, no, you got to run into a lot of other fun animal characters. And so there were like these geese and there were these dogs and none of them matter, but they just show up and be silly and they disappear. And so, yeah, from a story perspective, I just feel like, We've seen it done before better. And with the exception of how cute the kitties are, I just, I don't think it offers a heck of a lot, um, except for arguably the lamest Disney villain in history. He's charming. I how think can Edgar? you say that when Chicken Little's dad exists? Edgar? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I think he's charming. I think he's awkward <laughs> and adorably charming i don't got a know. point andy we we hey man we found the world's first edgar fan and i'm excited <laughs> I mean, i'm not it. a fan by any means like if there were like an edgar pin i probably you got tattoos no, you want a first one you want to yeah. give edgar the golden scream award for the most uh, underrated Disney <laughs> maybe maybe but no i also one last one last thing about it is i just i really love the way um i love the way that you know, when Thomas O'Malley beats Duchess, he's just like enamored with her. And he's yeah. so like, she's like, ah, yes, these are my kittens. And he's like, showers them with affection too. It's just like, oh, find me a man like that. <laughs> we all need a Thomas O'Malley in our lives. We all need a man like that. Yeah. We do. Okay. Before we keep going, I desperately have to go to the restroom. Can we take a pause for like five minutes? Yeah, that's cool. Good. I'll get a drink. Yeah. Cool. So, who wants to go um, first for their number twos? Let's already talk about them. Sure. Um, I haven't about my number two. I can I can jump in here. Okay. Um, so my number two is one that I think is actually underrated, and at least amongst a lot of people that aren't on this podcast right here. <laughs> and I'm talking about the adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Yes! Um, yeah, I think, so a lot of people remember the Ichabod segment, the Sleepy Hollow segment for obvious reason. Like it is great. It is something that I'm pretty sure a lot of us watch every Disney Halloween season or if we're Disney parks people, we love seeing the Headless Horseman in the parks. Yes. It's, it's a highlight, right? But I feel like Mr. Toad, people love that attraction, especially Disneyland natives, but mm -hmm. man, I feel like the Mr. Toad segment is kind of completely forgotten about. I never yeah. see people talk about yeah. how funny 
and fun and actually really well animated the Mr. Toad segment it is. And I've been guilty of it. And I'm sure, I mean, Andy, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Michael, maybe I'm wrong. No, I think you're right. Yeah, great. Let me finish the statement real quick. (laughs) Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like we're all a little guilty of maybe, maybe once a year or whenever of just fast forwarding to the Sleepy Hollow segment. Or do you let it play all the way through every single time? No, I, I just skip to Sleepy Hollow. Okay. Oh, I do too. <laughs> yeah, sure. Guilty. But the, but the Mr. Toad segment is so much fun, and I feel like it's really underrated and underviewed. And um, Ichabod, you know, is great, and a lot of people know it, but mm-hmm. even that one is on the outskirts of, of Disney fandom, and Mr. Yeah. Toad just nobody talks about. So I had to no. put that right here. Yes, I, I was like this close to putting Mr. Toad. I'm right there with you. And it's really unfair, like, this one shows up really, really low on people's rankings. Like, obviously, it's it's probably not even breaking the top 30 for a lot of people, mm-hmm. but I constantly see it at, like, the bottom, like, the low 50s and everything like that. And it's like, that it doesn't really extreme. deserve that. It's yeah. so good. I think it doesn't. Yes, I agree. 100%. It's yeah. so good. And people totally mm-hmm. skip over it just to get to Ichabod. It's crazy that Mr. Toad is the one who got the attraction. Right. And yet, and yet, how we many years so later? We were so close, Andy. We were I know, so close. I know. Yeah. There's an alternate reality where we got a, a Sleepy Hollow attraction, but as yeah. it was, Mr. Toad got the attraction. But yeah, now mm-hmm. Ichabod and the Headless Horseman get all the glory, and it's yeah. it's because of Halloween. Let's be honest. You know, yeah. like we yep. love our Halloween viewing, and even though Mr. Toad takes place at Christmas and New Year's, people forget that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think that goes to sh- to say about that. Like, I think also Fun and Fancy Free has some very good segments that totally get ignored and get yeah. skipped over. And I think it, I think uh, Mr. Toad is just like a perfect example of one of the ones that gets completely skipped over. Hold on to hold on to those thoughts. We'll we'll be revisiting kind of soon, uh, at least for me. So we'll we'll talk yes. about it. Okay, good because. I was honestly surprised how much I enjoyed watching Fun and Fancy Free. So, yeah, yeah. I know, I know that's different, different film, but still. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I think it is just that era where it's really weird, and honestly, it does really go blurry. I mean, unless you've seen these movies dozens of times and can like differentiate them, I don't remember half of the ones except, except you know, one that that I'd like to talk about soon. Uh, but yeah, there are. If I could make my own ultimate film from this era with just pick like 10 segments from random ones or whatever, Mm -hmm. I think I would probably have a top 20 Disney movie for me if I could just kind of pick and pull whatever I wanted from it. That's a good good call. I I think Disney hit hit Hunter up, man. Like, (laughs) come on. Where's this? Where's this top 20? I want to see it. That's right. It'll be a burn a CD in your local FYE. There's like yes. six left and you can, you can just go through for that very niche Disney market. You can go through and pick which segments from the package films you want to I have like featured. It. I you. like it. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, Andy. Uh, so what are we number twos? Yeah. Uh, my number two, I think is truly underrated uh, because kind of like what Hunter was saying about Ichabod and Mr. Toad, it ends up on a lot of people's worst lists. And I think it is unfairly maligned. And that is the Black Cauldron. Mm. Yes. 
I'm not going to tell you the Black Cauldron is a misunderstood masterpiece or that it's one of the best because it's not. It is a bit of a messy film. But I also don't think it's the complete loss or travesty that a lot of people paint it as. There's still a lot to like about the Black Cauldron, and I think it's worth revisiting. I think the animation, I mean, it's Disney animation, so of course it's good, but there's some really great stuff in here. I like how dark it is. I like how fantasy it is. The Horned King is really awesome. Um, Gurgi and the Creeper, they're really yes. fun characters too. There, There's a lot to like about the Black Cauldron, and I think that it really does... Uh, it's a great moment in time in the mid 80s of that high fantasy that the 80s was embracing when you think about just other movies around this time things like uh, Willow and the Dark Crystal and the never ending story legend legend return yeah. to Oz like all of that high fantasy in the mid 80s. Yeah. The Black Cauldron is smack dab in the middle of that and it's mm -hmm. the Disney animated version of that. Yeah. So it's not a perfect film, but I really do enjoy it. And I think it is, it's worth checking out if you haven't in a long time, or mm -hmm. if you've never checked it out, cause you've just listened to the people who say it's, it's God awful. Cause I don't think it is God awful. No, totally. Yeah. It is funny that this movie inadvertently caused uh, Nancy Reagan's satanic panic. Like it's, it's involved <laughs> in all that, uh, which yes. I think is pretty great, yeah. but no, like the horn King, come on. Like this movie cannot mm -hmm. be bottom tier for the horn King alone. Um, Man, there, there's some good stuff in here. Well, I mean, and based on our chat about Pinocchio, maybe it's too scary for y'all. And, and <laughs> I respect that because it's pretty dark and scary. But again, for Even me, for that's always a plus. Yeah. It yeah, is. Yeah. It is. But mm. I like that. I like dark and yeah. scary. Yeah. yeah. Black Cauldron was another one I first saw after Disney Plus came out. Same. Same here. Yeah. Yeah. I... I I think at least for me, I, I'm a huge fan of D&D. I love playing D&D. And for me, Black Cauldron felt like one very long D&D campaign. Mm, and I was like, uh -huh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's a great way of describing yeah, it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's, it's better than the Lord of the Rings movie from around, you know, a little <laughs> bit earlier. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I liked, I enjoyed it. I don't know why. Like, I think it's just like childhood trauma that Pinocchio is like, can't do it. <laughs> you Black saw it No problem. Yeah. 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 I agree. So, and then Michael, what's your um, number two on your underrated list? My number two was Treasure Planet. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Great choice. Okay. So for number one, Emma and I have the same number one. Atlantis. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah fun yeah. yeah I think I think it's a, just a, a fun adventure movie I, this is another one that feels like a total D&D &D campaign to me especially the whole thing when um he they throw I don't remember exactly what it is but all the like light the fire bugs come down out of the yeah. giant lamp thing like to me that's like a skill check that somebody failed and <laughs> that's what happened <laughs> yeah <laughs> And I just love like the science fiction elements with um, blending that with like the fantasy world that we see of Atlantis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it's another one where I feel like there's, there's a lot to like. Um, yeah. The characters are great. A lot of the design work is really great. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think it's perfect. I thought there were rooms for improvement, which you can go yeah. listen to disorder yeah. about, but yeah, it is one I enjoy and I certainly love the ambition of it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely I, think, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I, I kind of echoing what, what Andy said. I, I, um, 
I I feel like there's there's moments of this movie that I really like, but I I wanted them to do more uh, when I when I saw it. You know, it, it, we, I know we talked about this on the episode. It felt very much like a uh, like a live action film mm-hmm. that was dressed up as an as an animated film. I do like that they made it very um, stylized. They used the comic book artist uh, Mike Mignola, mm-hmm. um, and they used his style in it. So I think that that helps it, but. Um, I just wanted a little more of that fantastical in the movie, yeah. but it's still a fine film. I mean, I, you know, it's still, it still has its good moments, good humor in it, um, really good characters in it. So, um, you know, it, it just, I think was a, a bit of a missed opportunity. And I know, I think Hunter has talked about how when you look at Disney animated films that are screaming out for a live action remake, yeah. Uh, I think this is one of them for sure. That's yeah, exactly totally. what I was going to say. You yeah. get, I mean, you get some of the the Marvel people or whatever to just come on and do a, a six episode series or whatever for Disney Plus, And I think mm. it would go over extremely yeah. well. Perfect. Um, I got to say though, sorry guys, this is on my, my overrated list. <laughs> um, and I oh. think it's, it's just because I, I have a lot of reverence for this movie from growing up and it just, it didn't hold up on the disorder rewatching for me. And I, I've hit it again since then. And this is not, this was actually like super low on my overrated list because there are enough things for me to like, but it does suffer from the big brother syndrome as we're going to coin it, where it's like people talk about this movie on the same level of some of your Disney classics and I, I'm tired of it. I don't yeah. put Atlantis side by side with Beauty and the Beast and the That's Lion fair. King. Oh, like yeah. what's going on? Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like people hold it up like way too high in their regard, but I can see this is one of those that toes the line so closely where it's like, I could see it on either side of the fence. Yeah. That's a fair, that's a fair uh, assertion. Is that the word? <laughs> <laughs> Works for um, me. Um, the one last, one last little thing I'd like to say about it though, is that I feel like this has a very similar cast to like Big Hero 6, where it just feels like effortlessly diverse. Yeah. Like I feel there's yeah. Oh, yeah. character totally. for everybody. For sure. Yeah. And, and so, I, yeah. And that's another thing that I always really liked about it when, uh, when it was released is like, ah, oh, like, I just love how different all the characters are and mm-hmm. they're all very entertaining and funny, yeah. but not in like a obnoxious way you know they're all funny in their own way which i like exactly no totally and i actually i think this has one of my favorite like opening 10 minutes of a disney movie to be perfectly (laughs) honest which is why it's weird it's on my overrated i just don't think like everything that that follows it quite lives up to there um i'm totally wrong for the adventure though yeah i also sorry i said one last thing sorry there's one more thing i also (laughs) all of the ladies in this film are like they are not disney princess archetypes you know like you have audrey right who's the mechanic and her sister is heavyweight champion and then you have um oh gosh the the lady with the the, i can't remember her name yes well i mean helga yes she's one of them she's like a total badass she reminds me so much of black widow yeah yeah she's so cool yeah and then, I mean, Kita, she's like a super strong leader and that's also a great role model. And then you yeah. have the older woman. Oh my gosh, what is her Mrs. name? Mrs. Packard. Yes, yeah, Mrs. Packard. I love her. And always on the phone with her bestie and like yeah. she doesn't take crap from <laughs> yeah. anybody, you know? Yeah. 
So I think, I think it's great in terms of diversity and in terms of just like breaking the status quo when it comes to what girls can be. It's pretty cool. Well, and, and honestly, just having, it's having an equal number of female characters to male characters, yeah. which is sad that it is still so rare, but whenever you've got 50, 50, it's like, oh man, like more of this. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Okie dokie. So let's see who wants to go next. I know we've been kind of like determining it, but like you guys choose. <laughs> My number one, we already discussed. It was rescuers mm-hmm. down under. So. Oh, okay, yes. good, 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 good. Hunter, what was your number one? Did we? Well, uh, we haven't talked about mine. Have we talked about yours, Andy? No. Well, oh. I went first last time. <laughs> oh, fine. Uh, my number one underrated um, because it's it's actually one of my favorites. I do think it's a great movie. And I think that, yeah, I'm always surprised when people throw shade at it or don't like it. And that's Pocahontas. Mm-hmm. I think Pocahontas is a great movie. I think it's a beautiful movie. And the movies that came after the lion king are some of my favorites because they are all ones that tried to do something different and i think that pocahontas is often punished for that for trying to age up a little bit by trying to be a little older a little more adult oriented i think it got taken to task for that but i always appreciated that they were trying to tell a story in uh just a more grown-up way it still has plenty of fun silly things for the kids but just not to the level that that people were used to I love the music. I love Pocahontas as a character. She's one of my favorite yeah. female leads in all of Disneydom. Um, the artwork and the and the design of the the world of Pocahontas is absolutely gorgeous. The music is great, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I just think it's it's a beautiful movie, and I really appreciate the ambition of trying to do something different. I know that it's often criticized for its portrayal of Native Americans, but as I said on our Disorder episode, they they worked so hard to try to be respectful yeah. of that culture that I'm, I'm, I'm a little shocked by that criticism. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I just think it's, I think it's a wonderful movie and yeah. I really also appreciate the bittersweet ending of it. It always gets me every time. The, the score is one of my favorite Disney scores. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's a movie that a, a lot of people seem to not like or dismiss. And I also think that it, had the misfortune of following the Lion King and it was not the Lion King. Yeah, Um, sure. Yeah. But take it on its own terms. It's, it's one that I really love and, and I think it's underrated. Yeah. I definitely agree with you that I, I think the score for this film is beautiful. I think the soundtrack is beautiful. I think you had mentioned in the disorder episode, actually, that you had said that um, Savages Part Two, when they're all like yes. laying on top of each other, yes. oh, chills. What it's a, it's such a great climax of the film. It is, is yeah, yeah. yeah it, with the way it builds, and yes, the way the two groups start singing, and then as Pocahontas starts singing over them, of how yes. loud yeah. are yeah. the drums of war, and the storm <laughs> clouds, and oh man, it's it's just yeah. this. It is such an epic moment for a battle that does not happen. Yes. And, and the buildup and, and, and just, ah, yeah, yes. yeah. And, and again, yeah. And just the visual of that, the top of that cliff and oh mm-hmm. man, it's great. It's a beautiful looking film too. I mean, yes. they, yeah. oh, they took this, this, this very realistic story, um, even though it's not exactly like it, it's based in history um, and they made this movie feel like a an animated film. You know, they they made this movie feel otherworldly and fantastical. And there are fantastical elements 
in it, but um, just, you know, just looking at this movie, you're, you are kind of transported to uh, another world just through the, the artistry and just the way it looks. Yeah. I think I think one of the most beautiful visuals in the whole film is when she's standing on the cliff watching the ship leave. Mm, yeah. I think that is just a gorgeous, gorgeous piece of artwork. Yeah, that final shot is is one of my favorites for that very yeah. reason. It's so beautiful mm-hmm. and striking. Yeah, but it, it's okay. She ends up in London. They have a whole great sequel. She she finds her her real true love. Her she real just doesn't know love. it yet, That's but right. she keeps moving forward <laughs> into the, the straight to video sequel. <laughs> as, as most Disney characters ended up doing. That's right. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen the straight to video sequel, honestly. I'm like, hmm, that looks unappealing. It's better than you'd think. Yeah, I, it's better. I, okay. I kind of like it. Yeah. yeah. I think it's one of the better ones. As which long I know as it's is, better is than Jafar's praise. return. It's one of the better ones. It's a two-star. It's, yeah. it's all right. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all you're gonna get out of me for most of the sequels. All right. Yeah. I feel like that's most of them. Just eh. yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then there's okay. Cinderella 3. Cinderella 3, though, is a different but, level. That, I mean, you know, that's the exception that proves the rule. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> they could have done better, but they didn't. <laughs> and then, Hunter, what was your um, number one? All right. Something I guarantee none of you saw coming, but I was sitting there looking at the list and I'm like, what is a movie that as a Disney fan, I did not see until Disorder that I know from our download numbers that a lot of people didn't watch because they skipped it. (laughs) And then then, um, every time I tell someone, hey, this is pretty fun. They say, I'll put it on the list instead of, hey, I'm going to watch that. (laughs) Um, And that is Saludos Amigos actually um the reason for saludos amigos is honestly it's short it's super low commitment it's 42 minutes like that's true not even an hour and 15 but the little segments in here the donald duck segment you've got the introduction to jose um carioca who is Mm -hmm. a beautiful and fun character you have el calcio goofy who is uh that's a really great and fun bit and pedro pedro is pedro it's fine it's all right but the truth is getting to see some of these disney characters that um you know the classic two with goofy and donald visit somewhere new and and be in these fun little situations and then the introduction of jose who i actually like very very much probably just due to my time with epcot i think it's a fun little movie and for those reasons i said at the top Nobody ever watches this one. Nobody ever yeah. talks about it. And I didn't even really think about it until you said, come back and uh, let, let's talk about um, underrated. And I'm like, you know what? Saludos amigos. It's, I'm going to throw it on there. We'll, we'll see what yeah. people think. Oh, I like I it. I like pick. the surprise of it. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Didn't see it coming. I, yeah. Didn't see it coming. <laughs> but gonna, I agree with you. It's not going to change your world. Oh, thank you. Yes. I'll put it on the list. <laughs> you know exactly what i'm talking about man i love this movie you should definitely watch this i'll add it to the list yeah that, yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's me anytime someone says i should watch dexter yeah i'll, I'll, I'll add it to yeah. the list it's been on the list the for list. the better part of yeah. 15 years now <laughs> yeah no i i think you're totally right i think it's one that people don't even like give a second thought they're like yeah. oh it's it's just that movie you know and i definitely like definitely first time i ever watched it was 
when I was watching through Disorder. And I remember vividly, I was listening to the Disorder episode while I was like swimming laps in my pool on like the (laughs) loudest we have. (laughs) But, you know, I, yeah, but I totally enjoyed it for all of those reasons you just said, like, it's short, it's, there's lots of cute little segments and Jose Carioca, I mean, he is even in Mexico, he is like more famous than Mickey Mouse. I love it. He's mm, so yeah. fun. And I love his little suit and his hat and his cane. Like yes. he's styling 24 seven. And I just yeah, think he's yeah. great. But yeah, it's just one of those things. Like nobody ever talks about it. It's really yeah. fun. And like, you don't have a random trees here. Like maybe I don't like Pedro the plane, <laughs> but you don't have trees. Yeah, so that's true. it's fine. You know, and I, I think this was a fun little surprise and you know, maybe it's a B minus or whatever, but heck, that's that's better than some of the big movies that I know people have seen multiple times. Yeah, and love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Agreed. Great pick. I think that was a great one. Thank you. I think yeah, that was also- I just respect that you watched it. That commitment to the podcast <laughs> I mean, is to be commended. I yeah. I to. The only but- one that I wasn't able to watch was... Um, I think it was Make My Music. Yeah, that, was that one is one hard to find. find. Yeah, it's hard to yeah. find. Yeah. But I just want to applaud your commitment because there, <laughs> there are some fair weather listeners. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd also just, like to add that- Ignore we, us until we do another Pixar movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to add that we've gotten emails about, um, you get me through my commute. You get me through my work day. I listen to you while I'm shopping. I don't think we've ever gotten anybody who said, I listen to Disorder while I'm swimming. <laughs> yeah. So this was, this was first. That was very cool. I mean, the context was very odd. I I teach an exercise class and I had just had um I had just had surgery on both of my feet, so I couldn't actually teach class. And so um we have a saltwater pool. So my podiatrist was like, all good, go swim in the pool, do some laps to get some working out. So I did that instead. Very cool. Yeah. Happy to keep you company while you're absolutely I know it was super super random story, but (laughs) it's a good one. I love it. I actually yeah. did not know Make My Music was not on Disney Plus. I'm just yeah. reading about this. Yeah, it's yeah. the only one. It's really weird. My Everything favorite else. comment, my favorite comment on here is uh as of March of 2022, the change.org petition has less than a thousand signatures. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a heavy hitter, folks. Oh, yeah. yeah. It looks Everybody? like there's just a lot of content they don't want about this movie. I think mm. I probably, I mean, it's probably for the same reason that Song of the South got totally like, yeah, no, yeah. you can't yeah. find it anywhere. There's, it's nowhere. It's gone. For you a gotta good bootleg reason. these movies, yeah. But, you know. Okay, I think that was a great note to end those underrated on. So now we're going to go into our overrated, which I think we've talked about a lot of. We talked about some of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least, okay, I think we talked about a lot of mine. I think I, I hit two or three of mine. Yeah. yeah. I've hit um, one. I hit one as well. I hit two. I hit two, but I only talked about one because I didn't want to like. Oh, you, oh, you didn't want to hurt feelings? Oh. No. Well, wait, then, wait, wait. No. It's worse okay. than Pinocchio. Come on, Come on Gabby, give. <laughs> um, so Pinocchio is my number four. My number three is the Lion King. Oh, well, wow. I'll allow a, it. You can talk to these guys. I think it's a good movie. I think it's I think it's a classic for a reason. I just think it's everywhere. 
and it's a little too much. I'm like, that's, I don't think no, it's that's exactly that it. Good. Gabby, I'm with you. Thank I think you. it's a, I, yeah, think it's a, I think it's a wonderful Andy. movie. Yeah. I love it. I love it. But Disney has so beaten that dead horse. Yes. That yeah. it makes me like the movie less, which is not mm-hmm. the movie's fault. But yeah, they just need to like enough with the Lion King guys. Yeah. Didn't they, they just mounted another new freaking Lion King show in the parks where I'm like, did we need another? Yeah. And now I find myself like if I ever watch it, like it's my cousin's absolute favorite Disney movie. She has Lion King, everything. And like, good for her. But like, I find that like, she'll put it on or like, we'll watch it. And I'm like, like it's good it's fine like does it deserve all of the craziness that it's always pushed out all the time that's fair yeah yeah no i i I think it's a great movie honestly i'd give it an a plus i think i did give it an a plus but as far as disney just yeah squeezing blood from a stone it's just enough is enough yeah Yeah. so that's 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 why (laughs) i get it yeah um, and my number four was Pinocchio. We've already talked about it. <laughs> oh, I also, what about your I number only five? did four. Did you... Oh, my number five was Alice in Wonderland. And um, uh, yeah. Interesting. Oh. So I love the whole, like, Gabby knows this. I love having people like from our world go into the fantasy world. One of my favorite book series and movie series is the Narnia franchise. I mm-hmm. love Peter Pan for kind of the same reasons with the Darling family, but I don't know. Alice in Wonderland doesn't do it for me like the others that are kind of in that same like character from our world. Sure. <laughs> Going into I, yeah, I get, I get that. It. No, I, get like, it. I, I think the movie itself is fine but the the characters that the movie puts us in contact with i think are just also memorable that a yeah. lot of people are willing to overlook a lot of the the movie yeah. itself because of that um, yeah. yeah for some people that can make the movie entirely um mm-hmm. i had similar complaints when we did the episode um for disorder forever ago um just as far as like there's not enough meat there but I do love those characters and every time I see especially the Cheshire cat like I'm all about it yeah I think that movie for me I I like it fine it's it's a little bit of like a trip though oh Oh, it's it's, very much a a trip yeah it's like intentionally a trip it's like in the same in the same like overlapping with like Doctor Strange for me I can't watch that movie because it hurts my head <laughs> like just it it doesn't make sense to me and I don't get it um yeah. so it's kind of a, it's fine I like it there's memorable characters you know yeah I I do like it um I think it's very pretty and I, I like the mm-hmm. world and I like the characters but I always have said the weakness mm-hmm. is that Alice meets all these characters but doesn't create a single relationship with any of them. Exactly. Like they don't care about her. She doesn't care about them. And so it's, there's not a lot of emotional connection there. Right. Yeah. Good one. (laughs) Cool. Um, Michael, what was your number five? My number five is a movie that I really like, but I have not been able to really love it as much as a lot of other people. And that's Moana. Um, for me, this movie, uh, is very much like a lot of, I think, Disney movies made around its time, which isn't that long ago, in that it has a really strong opening, a really strong ending, and I just feel like 
the whole middle of the movie, the whole second act um, just doesn't really take us anywhere. Um, yeah. I don't know if it needed tightening. I don't know if it, it needed to be a little less episodic, but um, you know, I, I think I said this on, on the episode of Disorder, a lot of what I remember about Moana is just Moana and um, Maui out on that raft. That's a lot of what I remember of that movie and that seems to go on for a long time. Um, so uh, I just feel that that story had a lot of uh, work uh, for it, but um, I know a lot of people really love that movie. I am definitely one of those people who love it. <laughs> um, my actual, the first tattoo I ever actually got was the heart of Tafiti. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I, I agree with you, at least in terms of the, the story. It, I do see what you mean about it being very strong beginning very strong and the middle is kind of eh. mm. but for me I love it more for the message of like you may lose yourself but at the end of the day like you know who you are yeah yeah and yeah. like for me that really resonated because there was somebody in like not to make this all about me but there was somebody <laughs> in my life who I felt took like a part of me and watching that movie I could not stop crying when mm. uh Moana like returned the heart and then uh Tikka, like transformed back into Tafiti and like it was the moment of that you know who you are and yep. it totally just resonated with me like to my core and that's why I was like I have to have this forever yeah so that's at least for me what why I love it so much but I can totally see your points about story-wise where it falls short yeah, and that that ending is is beautiful with uh, is. the vo oh. the volcano and the island, everything. That's just incredible animation at the end of the the the, the film, and it does have a really nice message in it. I just wish wish, and there's a few Disney movies that I feel do this. I feel like I wish that the story um, did more justice to how strong the message is and how strong the artistry is in the film. That's a fair criticism. Yeah. I feel, yeah. Um, okay. Andy, what was your number five? My number five um, is Bambi. Ah, okay. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I'm picking up what you're laying down here. Uh -huh. Yeah, I feel yeah. like it is It is held up in the same regard as a lot of the, the timeless classics like Snow White and Pinocchio and uh, Cinderella and I, I don't think it's as good as those I think no, it is not. it is beautifully animated I think that the characters are very charming but I just think it's kind of a snooze I, I get bored watching it it's one that lulls me to sleep and not in the intentional way just in mm -hmm. like not a lot's going on and it's very pretty and soothing and I think it's it's better as background noise than it is as a watching experience so yeah it's one that I always uh I've just never connected with it the way a lot of other people seem to. I appreciate the artistry, but as far as a movie, I just think it's a little boring. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Extremely also, fair. Yeah. Also, the whole Twitter-pated conversation always was kind of weird to me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I always gotcha. was kind of like, hmm, weird. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um hunter what was your number five my number five we haven't talked about because we hit my heavy hitters pretty early on 
Um, However, one that is going to make me very, very unpopular um, right now. But it's one one that I think is out there because we talked about this not that long ago, guys. Um, For me, it's a goofy movie. I think a goofy movie is is really overrated. I feel like this is constantly showing up um, just like the other two. I think it's less egregious, but I think this is showing up as a lot of people's all-time favorite Disney movie. And look, more power to you. I don't get it. I, I do not get out of the Disney library, out of all of these incredible movies, how a goofy movie is going to be your thing unless you are very nostalgic for it. Um, you grew up with it or it just hits you dear during a certain time period of your life, or you're really into the 90s, um, which is which is a cool thing right now. I mm-hmm. I don't get it. it. It'll never work for me the way that it does for some people. And uh, yeah, just being honest with myself, that's number five here. That's another fair one, honestly. Yeah. Like- I think that I think that's uncalled for. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> hold him back, hold him back. <laughs> <laughs> You're you you have betrayed a generation of '90s kids hunter. And, it was, and it was you, on the episode, man. You're we the one who has this. to look at yourself in the mirror every morning. So that's fair. Look, I gotta I gotta stay true to my heart, man. Hey. Notice Milan's not on the list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, when you just said that, I don't know why I had this like memory come flooding back of like a bunch yeah. of Disney Channel stars singing "Be True to Your Heart." Oh man, that's the good stuff. That's my jam. I legitimately, yeah. 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 Yes. I just like all of a sudden just like came flooding back. It's a great one. I I kind of remember that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kind of. (laughs) No, I vividly remember it. I can hear it right now. Um, So we kind of like, I kind of jumped up a lot. I'm already at number three on mine. So. Uh, we I mean, it? we've already said my number four, Pinocchio. So, yeah. um, Michael, what's your number four? My number four, I have it on the overrated list, but I don't even know if it's even rated. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's Great Mouse Detective. Uh, um, oh, and oh. I, I put oh, it on there because um, I just feel this movie has a great villain in mm-hmm. Radigan, which it's hard not to have a great villain when you have Vincent Price as the voice. Yeah. Um, and I, again, I think there's some great moments in this movie. The big Ben chase uh, at the end is really good. But I feel like this movie from an emotional uh, standpoint just has no real connection to it. It's a fun movie. It's, it's a nice movie to watch. Um, and, uh, you know, I know there, there's a lot of people that hold it in high regard. Uh, there might even be some people who consider it the beginning of the animation renaissance, um, which it was more of a dress rehearsal, I think, yeah. for what was to yeah. come. Um, but, um, you know, for, for me, just when I was trying to put this list together, I, I, I thought of Great Mouse Detective. No, totally, totally. If it wasn't for Vincent Price, I wouldn't have thought of this movie anymore after our episode, Michael. Right. I'm just going to jump in. This is also on my overrated list. Um, For all the reasons Michael said, Michael and I see very much eye to eye on this. And I had no idea how controversial these opinions would have been. But we still get angry emails about this. Still, really? we, got, really? we got one last week. We got one last week who's still mad at us about the Great Mouse Detective. I'm honestly um, shocked. 
oh god it, me too i was like i was like oh it's a it's a cute movie and i did not know it has this very passionate fan base who were like no it's the best movie um i i think it's 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 enjoyable i agree about radigan i think radigan's great um but for me like it feels like a very long episode of a saturday morning cartoon mm-hmm. There's a lot of hijinks. There's a lot of action. There's a lot of characters, but there's no strong story and there's no emotional through line. And that's uh, something when, when we did the episode and Michael said it, and I was like, exactly, this is exactly what I came, the conclusion I came to is emotionally, there's nothing that resonates. It's just a bunch of stuff that happens and it's cute and it's enjoyable, but it's not a great movie, but apparently there are those who believe it is and so i i that's why i consider it overrated it started the disney renaissance no (laughs) isn't that the no 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 that's not our take um (laughs) that's what we heard Um, yeah no yeah i like you guys always say every disney movie is somebody's favorite that's right yep absolutely Except dinosaur, I mean, nobody's written in about that one being their favorite. Phil, well, Phil didn't say it was his favorite, but he was like, "Hey, I love dinosaur," and we're oh no. And then we did get an email who uh, from someone else who loved dinosaur, and like she sent pictures of her in a dinosaur T-shirt, which I was like, "Respect, Whoa. respect." <laughs> oh yeah, that was Aladar for Halloween, you? man. I love that in twenty twenty. <laughs> I want to say I don't know if it was the same listener, but I feel like they even named their their pets Aladar. Yeah, oh, that's right. That's I can't right. remember yeah. hearing that email. Yeah, yeah it was kind of awesome, actually. Yeah. Like, I it, I don't think it's a great movie, but man, like, I think it's awesome that it has that fan base. And same with Great Mouse Detective for people who it's their favorite. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't think it's the greatest. Yeah, yeah, and that's. But at the end of the day, all of these shows are about they're about our opinions on things. So. Mm-hmm. You know. Okay. Number two. Are we at two? Three. Two. Three. 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 Okay. Well, I already did my three. The Lion King. Tarzan, y'all. Oops. Oh, my bad. I didn't mean to step. I didn't mean to jump in. Go for it. Tarzan. Tarzan, dudes. I just think Tarzan, it's one of those that has never hit right for me as far as what I'm looking for. It is sandwiched, unfortunately, between uh, two movies I really like with Hercules and Mulan, I believe. I believe that's the order there. Um, Mm -hmm. And just, I I just never really clicked with this movie in the way that a lot of people do. And this is definitely the one where it's like, there's really nothing wrong with this movie at all, to be perfectly honest. Like, it's just not for me. And it's, it's unfortunate where it is, but I put it here just because uh, a lot of people really, really love it. And uh, I'm kind of resentful that I don't love it the same way that they do. So I want to rip that from them. And I want them to feel miserable is, is what this boils down to. So yeah, Tarzan. Well done. Three. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Success. <laughs> I really, really love Tarzan. So Me too. I do as well. Yeah. Yeah, I knew, I knew that would be the one, but yeah. that's fine. I mean, I think for me a lot of it is the soundtrack the soundtrack is just so good agreed yeah son of a man, yeah. man. Son of man yeah. is the jam yeah, son of man, yeah. strangers like me is fantastic mm-hmm. i mean like i the memes where people are like ah phil collins did not have to go that hard for us but he did like they're very <laughs> <Yeah>. accurate <laughs> yeah yeah it's true 
He did it for us. He did. Um, what number are we on? Is this number three? three. Number three, yeah. Three. I, mine was Aristocats. We talked about it. We can. We did. Um, my number three was another movie that I feel, I don't know if it's overrated. I don't even know if it's rated. And that's Ralph Breaks the Internet. Um, and I put that, I put this movie on here because I feel it's a lot like Moana in that really strong opening, really strong conclusion and then you know just kind of a second act that just has trouble finding its way and I just remember when it came out a lot of folks went to see it and I talked to them at work or I talked to friends and all they talked about was the scene with the Disney princesses which is a very cool scene in that movie it's a, it's a hysterical scene mm -hmm. but it's one small moment in that movie um, and I feel like that I, I feel like Ralph Brace the Internet is almost a movie that um, slides into people's favorability just based on that one moment in the movie. And I just feel like the story has some, has some challenges in there. So um, that's why I picked it for overrated. So my number three, and I think it's just because of how many spinoffs and sequels and adaptations there's been recently of it is 101 Dalmatians. I love the original. It's just we're beating it so much nowadays. I feel, I don't know. No, that's, I think that's yeah, fair. I sure. get that. Yeah. 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 I really like the, I really like 100 on Dalmatians, but I also yeah. understand why you would consider it overrated. Cause yeah, it's another one that kind of gets held up on this pedestal. And I don't think it's yeah. quite that. Yeah. And I think it's just how many sequels and like yeah. spinoffs and all that. That's kind animated of animated series. There's like a new animated series, right? Like yeah. I saw it on mm. Disney Plus. Yeah, it's it's one they go back to a lot. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you, I we, like we reviewed the remake with Glenn Close yes. on Disorder. Yes. And none of us were prepared for how popular that episode would be. Yeah. Really? So there is an audience out there. Yeah. yeah. Huh. I was shocked too. I was like, I was like, oh, this will be a fun random one. Nope, nope. It was, it was a big hit. I vividly remember the hundred and two Dalmatians, the one where she gets baked into a pie. We just talked about this. We just had an episode where we talked about the. Live I've still never remake. seen that one. Yeah, same. I still haven't seen it either. We're saving it for the show. <laughs> it used to be on. It used to be on Disney Channel all the time. That's the only reason why I even watched it. That is too. not surprising. Hmm. Yeah. It was, but it wasn't 101 Dalmatians. It was 102 Dalmatians. I don't know why. Because <laughs> she, because she wanted a hood. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay. Do we do we do everybody's number three? Yeah, we did know everyone's number three. Okay. So Emma and I have the same top two. Oh. Mm. So our number two is Aladdin. Yeah. I don't know. I. I've never really cared for Aladdin. I don't like like the whole film. He's basically just like lying to Jasmine. Yeah. I also think the film dates itself a lot. Yeah. yeah. Like Extremely. I love Robin Williams as the genie, but yeah, it's very dated. Yeah. I much prefer action Aladdin, which I think they did really well. That's a oh. live action that I think they did well. I just, I really love the costumes. The costumes are so pretty. <laughs> I've still never seen the remake. The costumes are gorgeous. The costumes are really yeah. pretty. The dancing is really cool too. 
Um, but that's not what we're talking about. Um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I just think there's a lot of flaws with the film and definitely like not one of my faves. Like I don't ever like sit down and go, I want to watch Aladdin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's everywhere. There is like Aladdin and Genie everywhere. I mean, Genie's funny. I love, I love that um, Genie at the very end. I love that with the, with the shirt, with the triangles and the goofy hat. I think that's adorable. Yeah, um, for sure. It's like iconic. And I love seeing the hats and like people doing the Disney bounds for it. I think it's like so good, but you know, just as a whole. Yeah. It's no, so I funny didn't. to me, Hunter. Oh, no, 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 Michael, please go on ahead. I was just going to say, it's so funny to me how when Aladdin came out, everyone loved the genie and the irreverence of the genie and, um, you know, audiences couldn't get enough of him. Um, obviously, there was merchandise everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and now how polarizing the the genie is in terms of, you know, the, the time capsule of things that he said. Um, it, it's just so funny how this character that was so held up and now has become such a part of its its time and that's kind of one of the um uh i guess one of the the knocks that that people give to aladdin i'm not saying either side is right or wrong i just find Mm -hmm. it kind of kind of interesting no no totally i i think it is one of those things where um genie does have a big part to do with it and i think that character archetype has kind of spoiled it for any other character that that could even be similar and maybe we've just become really um i guess just really aggressive to anything that mentions other pop culture now but even even the genies references were kind of weird and out there (laughs) even you know and when it was released but now we're just kind of like ah it references something else maybe that's the cinema sins culture or whatever but there there's other issues with aladdin for sure i i definitely really like it but i it's interesting just to me to see where this movie ends up because I could see it um, ending up not aging as well as a lot of the other Renaissance films. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's always been my feeling is I, I really do like Aladdin as a movie, but I think that it's issue. It always has been that it has aged the worst because of how much of the humor was derived from modern references that are now old yeah. references. Mm-hmm. And so it's still a good movie. I still think that at its core, it has a really good story and it's really fun to watch. But I just think that they didn't set themselves up for timelessness because of that. And then you're right. I think that then became the go-to for so many animated movies after that, you know, that, that doesn't help its case. And I feel like, I feel like, um, like what line or what, what Michael was saying earlier about a Ralph breaks the internet. I feel like in 10 years, it's like, how relevant is that film going to be? Oh, that's a good call. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I, that was exactly what I thought about Ralph breaks the internet. I like it better than Michael does, but even going to see it, I'm like, man, I sure hope, sure hope all this works in the future. We'll see. Right. Right. Yeah. I will say that it was at one point on my overrated list. And then I think I added Alice in Wonderland because it was kind of like a forgotten, oh, wait, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of this. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, as much as, as much as I dislike Aladdin, the film, Aladdin, the stage show, the, the short one that they had at California Adventures for like 13 years was yes yeah. i liked the show and then they got rid of it for frozen for frozen 
<laughs> but I actually, one of my uh, theater buddies, he was, he played Aladdin for like 10 years or something. Wow. Yeah, that That's was a good run. Cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, has a, it has a soft spot for that, but like just in general. Yeah. Um, what are, um, Hunter, what's your number two? Um, so it's one we actually just talked about um, recently on Disorder, and that is The Lion King 2. I know that we haven't uh, been really talking about the, the direct-to-video uh, just a little bit, but this is one that we got a lot of conversation before and after the episode where people are like, The Lion King 2, I can't wait to hear. It's definitely the best Disney sequel. And then the entire time we were like, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll find out. I don't remember it being that way. And then we did the episode and we just got like comments and emails and everything about, I don't know what movie you watched, but clearly you didn't watch the Lion King too. Like we watched some sort of bootleg, like <laughs> sweeted version. Did you, did you guys watch please rewind? Um, like we got some sort of bootleg version of Lion King too. It's fine. It's whatever. It's like yeah. the definition of a C minus movie or whatever, but holy crap do people hold this thing up so so high like better than the original look do whatever you want with your recreational life but but don't bring your crack smoking habits into your disney uh rankings <laughs> like that. um get some help <laughs> um so yeah that that's where i am with the lion king too and uh, honestly the movie's fine i'm sick of talking about it i don't want to hear about the lion king 2 anymore <laughs> I think, I think, I don't know if it's recently. I heard this, the dig a tunnel. That one's the from well, that's Lion half. King one and a half. Ah. Yeah. Which is much better than Lion King yes. two. Just Lion saying. Lion King two is the Romeo and Juliet with Simba's daughter. That's right. Uh, right. Yes. right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it did give us disgrace, which Andy, <laughs> yes. Michael and I send which to each is other. Wonderful. Constantly. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best part of that movie by far. I, I um, will yeah. say much, much like great mouse detective or uh the remake of 101 dalmatians i had no idea that the lion king 2 had such a passionate fan base yeah, yeah. i had no clue but now i've learned because i mean i i do consider it one of the better sequels i don't think it's like a great movie but I, as far as this directed video sequels go it's one of the better ones but yeah, yeah hunter's not kidding people hold it up and go it's just as good as the first and i'm like okay <laughs> now let's just tap the brakes a little bit yeah fair yeah yeah no very yeah 100 percent mm-hmm. okay um, michael what's your number two uh mine uh, was aristocats okay and then andy uh, my number two was ha- tangled so we we covered that okay yeah <laughs> okay so again we have the same number one we both said frozen oh wow yeah i okay. think okay i liked frozen just fine when it came out i was like okay yeah this is good i watched it two or three times yeah no biggie but what i didn't understand at the time like was how and now that's all anybody could talk about is frozen and then they did frozen 2 and i was like wait frozen 2 is 10 times better than the original frozen hold on we could have had this when we had this for like so long and yeah. I'm, I'm sorry could you back up for a second and say what you just said again i just want to make sure i heard you right 
Yeah, I think Frozen 2 is 10 times better than the original Frozen. Well, well, okay. All right. Yeah. So I wanted to make sure I heard that right. Okay, I cool. I like Frozen 2 better. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I didn't really like, I didn't really like Frozen. Like, I thought it was fine. I don't think it deserves the, the crazy hype behind it, but. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think it's so overrated. I just, I guess it like put a little sour place because like um, all the like attention it got in the parks as soon as it came out. And especially mm-hmm. like with new ones like Encanto, that's just not as popular in terms of merchandising, even though it has outgrossed Frozen with, we can't, um, we don't talk about Bruno beating mm-hmm. Let It Go at this point in oh oh i'm just gonna say wait for the next three years and just watch <laughs> we're gonna have this conversation again in five years and you're yeah. gonna go god enough with Encanto, right because yeah. they are they are prepping to run it into the ground and we're about to we're about to see nothing but Encanto for the next five years yeah. i feel like we'll still see a lot of frozen though I oh for sure Frozen's for sure. never gonna die never no I mean, Olaf can literally be impaled and be fine. So, like, we're yeah. all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, not- though, I really liked the Olaf short thing that they did where he was retelling all the, like, Those are fun. movies. It was fun. I really love the Christmas that. special too. I don't know where y'all. I, I like the Christmas special. Yeah. I love the Christmas special. It's yeah. become part of my holiday fine. rotation. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of the Frozen Fever one. Yeah, no, 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 that's, it's what. No, but, I don't know. Yeah. Again, it's probably like, my whole family's like Epcot people and um, Maelstrom, when it got shut down to be turned into Frozen, I kind of just, it's put a sour place in. Mm-hmm. And like the, the era that is still continuing to this day of like dad's speed walking to get to the front <laughs> of the line to meet Anna and Elsa, like that's a little much for me. Or even the Frozen ride. Yeah, same thing, yeah. Or the Frozen sing-along. That's why I am going to indoctrinate my daughter with the three caballeros, because then I, I won't like have it. to- <laughs> Saludos amigos. I won't <laughs> have to rush to get to the front of that boat ride, no matter. Yeah. <laughs> we can take our sweet time getting back there. Yes. <laughs> I did you'll, wait. You'll get I... trampled by the crowds getting over there because Norway. Oh yeah, Daddy. Well, what's that ride in Norway? There's no ride back there. Come on, come on. We don't go there. We don't go there. Cava de Tequila is backed up outside of the pavilion at this point. Yeah, that's so, craziness. Like, yeah, it's nuts, man. Yeah. Um. Oh, I forget when it was. I went. I think it was post COVID, and the line for Frozen ended up going into China and like circling around in the China Pavilion. Wow. Holy crap! We're wow. we're spreading continents at this point. Yes. Yeah. like that that's too much (laughs) why well there's nothing for kids to do in epcot that's yeah okay that's fair i've never i've never been to disney (laughs) (laughs) let's do a theme park education i keep telling her to come over to me and i'll take her to disney world it's too expensive (laughs) (laughs) that's also very fair (laughs) (laughs) i have no money (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh okay so now that we've broken everybody's hearts clearly (laughs) nobody wants to talk anymore is that 
I don't agree with you all, but 50% of Disney fans do. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like Frozen splits them right down the middle. And it's like yep. a love it or hate it thing. You either love it or you hate it. And so, yeah, don't worry. Half the people listening are going to be like, yes, preach. F Frozen. We hate it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the other half are going to be like, we're going to take you back into the alley and beat you with these sticks. Yeah. Though I do love Anna. She is like slowly getting up to one of my favorite princesses. But I think I like her better in Frozen 2 than Frozen 1 for See? the little bit we do get her in. Yes. <laughs> agree. I think she's a much better character in the second Frozen. Um, okay. Andy, what's your number one? Ah, uh, my number one's Frozen too. <laughs> so, so there you go. There you go. Shot across the bow. There we go. Uh, We're just hating on Frozen. You're right. You're right, Andy. Man. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it's overrated because it made eight jillion dollars, <laughs> oh, and yeah. it's a movie that makes no sense whatsoever, and nobody cares. I the care. Fact, the fact that all these people were like Frozen too, and they go in, they get this garbage script and terrible songs, and they went, "I liked it. It was pretty." It is. It's a straight up bad movie. Uh, go listen to the disorder while we try to make sense of this mess of a script it's like playing mad libs trying to make sense of this thing the story makes no sense it's trying to do too many things at once none of it adds up there's a whole documentary about how they couldn't crack the story and guess what they released the movie without ever cracking the story so i did watch the docuseries oof, oof. but i um, get it i think the story makes sense <laughs> Oh, I mean, we could do a whole episode and I don't want to, I'm trying to not go down that road, but it, none of fine. it adds, none of it adds up. Um, so yeah, it's just, it, I, I, the fact that they got away with it just blows my mind that they got away with this story, this movie, and, uh, we're still able to just cash a thousand million jillion checks, um, blows me away. I, yeah. Frozen two, man. No, no siree. Here's the question, though. Do you think that Frozen 2 would have made a thousand billion jillion dollars were it not for the Frozen crazy... 1? Yeah, for the crazy. No, of course not. Frozen. Of course not. Yeah. So I think, I think, I think there's a, there's a, a good brain in there somewhere who said, hmm, people really like this. Let's make another one and well, that's, make just that's as much is, money. Is Frozen 1, I think, is a good movie. I'm not a crazy diehard fan, but I think it's a good movie. I understand the annoyance with how prevalent it has become. I get that. But it's a good movie. But because it like captured this thing and became this phenomenon, yeah. they could just get away with whatever they wanted to throw at the wall for the sequel. And they did. And that's what blows my mind. Oh. I'll hop in um, because it's also my number one. Um, my man. Uh, it, I just think the movie's really disappointing. It's probably one of the most disappointing movie going experiences I've ever had. Cause I really, I really liked frozen. And um, I mean, everything Andy said about how it was this very convoluted story that they really didn't need. They could have told a very simple story and audiences would have followed these characters anywhere, which we talked about with the, short subjects and the Christmas specials that, um, you know, people just love these characters. And, and for some reason, I think they made the, the movie more 
uh, bogged down than it needed to be. I, I did like a little bit of the beginning of it. I liked the ending. And I think, you know, uh, the, the movie just, uh, the story just got very, very lost. And I, I had it down as my number one because of the disappointment that I felt and just what Andy said that, um, you know, I think it still is the highest grossing animated film of all time, right? Did we say that? I believe that's true. Yeah. 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 Wow. So yeah, it's my number one as well. Gabby, I know you're behind on disorder. You have I ways am. to go, right? I do so, have a ways, yeah. So when I'm, you get to when you get to Frozen 2, all will become clear. Okay. I mean, I, I get your points. I do, I do see like there are cracks in the story, but I feel like it makes them so much more well-rounded as characters. I feel like they're so flat in the first frozen. I don't know. All right. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just like, yes, there's development, but I feel like at the end of the day, not really. Like, right. Anna's whole thing is like, oh, she falls for the first guy she fell in love with. And he ended up trying to kill her. But then like, she turns around who like the next guy who's just right there. And yeah, they went on this whole adventure together. And it's like, but do you, do you really, do you really like, like them for the person that they are or is it just because it's convenient i don't know maybe i'm reading too much into this it's a I children think I, it, it I, is I, I mean movie. i i think the whole point is she got to know Kristoff, and they actually had experiences and shared experiences and things that they liked about each other and things that annoyed them about each other it was a more real relationship than the idealized one she had with hans from the southern isles which was all surface level so i think that was the point yeah mm -hmm. And at the end, when she's like, we're not getting married, but hey, let's see how this works out. So she's she's grown in that way. Okay, I see your point. That's. I think I'm also overly hard on it just a little bit. I, I well, again, I think it is. I think it's it's a movie that is now a victim of its own success mm -hmm. um, in that. And, and, and yeah. rightfully so, kind of like we were talking about with Lion King. I think Lion yeah. King, I, I think Lion King's a masterpiece of a movie that disney has made me sick of because they won't let it go eh. yeah. and Fro frozen's the same way i don't think yeah. frozen's quite as good as lion king but i still think it's a good movie but i think that yeah the way they have just strip mined it constantly it gets frustrating especially as disney fans who we keep yeah. up with this stuff yeah the more you see it you're like god more of this isn't yeah when is enough yeah. enough i i totally yeah. get that yeah I don't know. I mean, like Emma and I are, we were saying like, we're having kind of the same gripes with like Broadway shows because they're doing revive, like they're redoing nineties movies and like Y2K movies as Broadway shows. And we're like, this doesn't need to be a show on Broadway. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. the success of Legally Blonde is like a bubble. It's the exception, not the rule. And so, yeah, like, um, oh, they're doing like a pretty Back Broadway tryout of karate kid right now yeah and oh, they wow. did back to the future we're like why yeah you know there, there's plenty of movies that don't need to be turned into broadway shows why why mess with them they're perfect just the way they are leave it alone was it in uh in tick tick boom during one of the songs there were like posters behind him and it was like coming soon mediocre movie turned into a musical yeah <laughs> something like yeah. that yeah because it's funny. true yeah that's yeah. totally the mentality right now. It's like where's IP the rules all. Yep. Yeah. Every, anything yeah. if it's a recognizable name. Totally. Yeah. 
Okay, I think we've I think Hunter? we've bashed into Frozen enough. <laughs> yeah. So Hunter, what's your number um, one overrated? Uh, I I think I got kind of shuffled up because we talked about a couple of them. Um, it was either Brother Bear or Atlantis, but we've we've hit those two okay. prior. So okay. yeah. Cool. So I guess we ended on a really negative note with Frozen. <laughs> yeah. But like two very polar opposite opinions. So yeah. was, I think it's yeah. a good discussion. We could do yeah. a whole episode just talking about Frozen. Honestly. Oh, oh, we could. We could. I can bring back <laughs> talking about Tarzan if you guys want. Yeah. <laughs> about how good it is? Yeah. yeah. You mean, mean about how really amazing good. it is? Eh, it's whatever, I guess. Especially Trash the Camp. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it, you guys remember them really cool Kellogg spoons that change color? Those were yes, awesome. Yes, I do. Those were yeah, awesome. Right? I, don't know if, I don't know if you're being sarcastic, but no, no. I think they were awesome. <laughs> I mean, look, I will take any free swag that you want oh. in my cereal box. Yeah. 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 It's a dead art. I feel like you, that's like the appeal of going to like fairs is like just spinning the wheel so you can get the free stuff you don't really want. Sure. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. I will take whatever you want to give me. If somebody who stops me on the street and they're like, here's, here's some sunglasses with my company's brand on it. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> I, I pick up so it. much worthless swag at like Comic-Con and stuff. And I'm like, yeah. yes, I want that. Of course yeah. I want yeah. that. And I get home and I'm like, why did I want this? The why guy is like telling you, he's like, this trading card is going to be worth $200 if yeah. you put it on eBay. And it's like, well, I can't pass this up. You're giving it to me for free. And now it's just, it's in a bag in the bottom of a drawer somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why, why did I want this stress ball for season five of sliders? Why did I want that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, this was very... There's a lot of movies. There's yeah, a lot. We caught a quite movie. a bit here. Yeah. 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 A big, Epic. big range. Yeah. Like, I did not think we were going to talk about the package films today, honestly. I felt like they were going to be brought up. Surprise. <laughs> no, I appreciated it. It's showtime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I, I'm like, I feel like we're like winding down. It's like, okay, is there any any last thoughts before we like get into? Well, I mean, I mean, stuff? we we covered a lot, and we could cover a lot more. Yeah. But um, I think this is a nice cross section of all the Disney films from very early, obscure, well known, and everything in between. So yeah. uh, it's been fun being able to touch on all of them. And and the good news is because our opinions were all across the board, people think they can connect. Yeah. Thank you, Don, and and it was yeah, it was fun to go through this and to dig back into some movies that we haven't reviewed in a long time. Yeah, I'm really glad we could actually yeah. like figure out how to make this work. You know, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you guys like have been on our list of like people we want to do a collab with, and now like check that box, we did it. <laughs> I think it even before out. we emailed um, you, Andy, to like join the network. Yeah. Like you guys have been, since I started listening, like at the beginning of 2020, like you guys have been on my list forever. Oh, and oh. so it's, it's like, oh, it makes me so happy that like, <laughs> we can all like work together and like do stuff together yeah. now and like cross promote and do collabs and stuff. Oh, it's like, oh my gosh, these are like our peers. <laughs> like that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm glad we could make it happen and we are honored for the invitation and it's always fun to talk to a, 
you know, Hunter and Michael, but I talk to them all the time and it's nice to get some, some new voices in the mix. So thank yeah. you again for the invite and uh, for, uh, for being part of the network. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, this was, this was, a, this was a lot of fun. Thank you both. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah well, thank you guys for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Before we let you guys go though, where can the peeps find you on like social media? And if you have anything else you want to talk about, I mean, we talked about disorder a lot and I'm sure most of the people are coming here from disorder, but is there like any other shows, any other things you want to like talk about or really quick, just like promo? um i'll go first i guess okay. <laughs> I, was, I was i think we were all we were all being polite and waiting for someone to go first. <laughs> yeah uh obviously yes disorder so as you're listening to this uh we are uh, as we mentioned just about to record our encanto episode i know a lot of people have been waiting for that so check that out and uh, if you want to hear the more detailed deep dives on any of these movies you can go back into the old disorder archives and find those specific episodes um lots of fun we have we have a blast on that show uh i also host holy Batcast, real fans for real movies and why not futurama they're all part of the network you can find them all at rf4rm.com and if you want to follow me i'm on twitter or on instagram it's just my name andy Genova. And hey, I just want to thank you all again for having me on. It's it's always fun to talk Disney movies, especially a little bit outside Disorder with the Disorder crew. This is great. <laughs> but hey, if you want to keep up with me on social media, the best place to do that is on Twitter. You can find me at Diz Vincent Price. That's D-I-S Vincent Price. Talking about all things spooky, Halloween, fun, pop culture. I'll probably post about my breakfast cereal. You never know. Did you guys know that there's a Jurassic World tricks out right now? I just went I out and found it. I just saw that. Yeah, I, I, just, I went to Target. I bought it. I bought the family size because, oh. you know, I'm about that life. And it's like dinosaur footprints oh. with dinosaur marshmallows. It's overkill. One of my guess two fell Guess out. where I'm going tomorrow. Dude, you have to. <laughs> Seriously. But yeah, check out my Twitter if you want to know more about the Tricks Tracks, as it's called. Um, you can also hear me on the Grim Grinning Host podcast, which is a tribute to all things pop culture, but mostly theme parks, even though we've mainly been talking about pop culture lately. We just did an episode about Stranger Things season four, where I sat down with a Stranger Things expert. Like, seriously, dude has a title. He's written all sorts of articles and stuff for Screen Rant and everything like that, breaking down the new season, what it can mean and everything like that. That was a lot of fun. And then also you can find me on the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights, which is about to relaunch. That is a podcast exclusively dedicated to Halloween Horror Nights here in Orlando, uh, Hollywood, and everywhere else the event takes place. We've looked back at each year in chronological order, a lot like Disorder, and have covered all of the attractions featured at the event. So yes, Thank you so much again. It's a pleasure to be here and I hope to work again sometime soon. All right. And as for me, um, you can keep up with me on Twitter at MLionsFL. I also host another podcast that's part of the Real Fans Network uh, with Scott Hopkins. That's called From Pencils to Pixels, the Animation Celebration Podcast, where we talk about um, animated TV shows, movies, and short subjects of the past. So not just Disney, but all of the other studios as well. I do uh, write on animation for two different websites, Animation Scoop and Cartoon Research. And I just had my first book published, Drawn to Greatness, Disney's Animation Renaissance, which was published by Park Press, available on Amazon, about a lot of the movies that we talked about. Um, so the movies made uh, mostly during the 90s there, during that animation renaissance period. And if you want to keep up with 
podcasts or writing or my book, um, you can head over to my website, Words from Lions. Uh, that's words from lyons.com. So that's all about me. But yes, again, thank you uh, for having us on. Thank you guys again yeah, for coming. Thank you so I much. Mean, yeah, I'm like so, so glad we got to do this. And I cannot wait for the next episode. I don't know what we're going to talk about next time. Yeah. But hopefully it'll be. I know we threw around sidekicks at one point. We did. Or we could talk about something totally not Disney, but who knows? Thank you guys cool. so much. Cool. Thank you Thank guys. You. Awesome. Yeah. Things in the news, and I know I'm This one's kind of short. Thank God. The Tony and Olivier award-winning musical "Come From Away" will welcome original Broadway cast member Jen Kulia back to the rock as Beverly, Annette, and other. A uh, performance that earned her a 2017 Tony Award nomination for a strictly limited engagement. It was announced that Almost Famous, the new musical with book and lyrics by Cameron Crowe, based on his iconic film, will be open on Broadway this fall. The production will begin previews on Tuesday, September 13th, ahead of an official spring, sorry, of an official opening on Tuesday, October 11th at a Schubert Organization Theater, which will be announced. Uh, Marvel Studios' Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness streams starting on June 22nd on Disney+. Plus. Emily Skinner, Jason da- Daniel, Daniel? Yeah. Daniel. Sierra Bogus and Mary Beth Peel will lead A Little Night Music, a Barrington stage company at the Boyd Quinson stage from August 6th through 28th of 2022. Six the musical will be performed in the West End at the Vaudeville Theater next month. The film recorded for future release will immortalize the hit West End production and feature the original West End Queens. The film of six will be directed by Liz Clare, who most recently directed Adele live at the London Palladium. Palladium. And that was so good. Yeah. I watched it. It was good. I haven't watched it, but yeah, I'm excited. It was good. Um. Francis, Christian Douglas, Danielle Hope, and more will lead Kinky Boots performances, which will begin on July 26th at stage 42 with an opening night set for August 25th. Maria Bakova will appear in the cast of James Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 in a major role. No character details were revealed for her role in the film, which just recently finished filming. One of my favorite parts of news for this week is that the Blue Bayou restaurant has reopened in New Orleans Square for the first time in over a month. Reservations can be made beginning on June 8th. And then Finding Nemo, the Big Blue and Beyond will be swimming into Disney's Animal Kingdom on June 13th. On June 7th, it was announced that Broadway productions of Tina, the Tina Turner musical and Dear Evan Hansen will be closing later this year. Tina, the Tina Turner musical's final performance will be August 14th, and Dear Evan Hansen's will be September 18th. Short and sweet for fandom news. Yeah. I I had such a good time today. I did too. Honestly, that was so much fun. It was long, but I, like, the only time I was like, oh my gosh, we're going forever was when I desperately had to go to the bathroom. (laughs) I know, same. Uh, Which is why we took that little break. But shall we see everybody in the outro? Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Fan Fatales. We are a proud part of the Real Fans Podcast Network. That's right. And if you want to check out more shows on the network, you can find them at rf4rm.com. 
Join us next week where we will be celebrating Gabby's birthday. What, what? <laughs> Remember to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And subscribe to us on YouTube. Please leave us a review and comment down below to tell us what you thought of the show. And remember to follow us on Instagram at, and Twitter at FanFatalsPod for the latest updates. Now, Emma, where can the people find you on social media? My Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter are all at SniffyEmma, which is S-N-I-P-P-Y-E-M-M-A. What about you, Gams? I'm at Gabby Gent on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. That's G-A-B-Y-J-E-N-T. Our editing is by the wonderful Carol Lindsmeyer. And as always, thank you for tuning in. Bye. Bye. The views expressed in this episode do not reflect the brand or company that they're about. 